My dad had always said to me since I was about seven, he's like, oh, we'll get you in front of Simon Cowell one day. And that was the only ever the aim to do. I wasn't ever going to go any further than that. He just wanted to know what Simon Cowell thought. You had a bit of problem with the bullies at school. Oh, yeah. Did you pick up boxing? I did pick up boxing. <laughs> I need to know about that. If you had to do like a charity boxing event, you had to box another musician. Who are you picking? What was your initial thoughts of the uh, of the lads? One, I just couldn't figure out how Niall lived in Ireland and how he was going to be in the band. I just was like, <laughs> you live far away. So. I am a little bit of a hermit. I've developed like a hermititis, let's say, at mm -hmm. a certain age when I, we got really, really famous. And I just was like, I can't deal with going outside at this point because it was just everywhere you went, mm. there was someone like waiting. I was part of this massive machine and I knew my part in the machine very well, which I mean, you know, towards the end of the band became like the loud drunken one, which I was very good at that too. Um, so I knew what I was doing every day. But then what, when that machine falls away and you're in the world and the world's just happening around, like, where do you fit? We want you to say whether you think that this really happened or not. Cosplayer Belle Delphine is now selling her own bath water for $30 a jar. It's true, because I've got some hundreds We were getting told off all the time, and they kind of put it onto me because I was, like, the most sensible. The manager's like, you know, it's going to be down to you, Liam, really. You're going to have to be the person sometimes that people don't like. Like, oh, God! So I'm like, I've been given this, like, Spider-Man power with great power comes responsibility. I'm thinking, what do I do? Can I play you a few YouTuber um, songs and see what you think of them? Naughty List, your new single that's out now. What's um, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? I'll tell you one thing where I've got caught out for doing something naughty, and it's a really weird way to get caught out. Your manager's currently shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>and welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Hour podcast. I'm here as always with Stevie White. You lucky boy. You alright? Yeah, that was nice. You look really you look really nice today. You got like a glimmer in your eye. <laughs> okay, that's a weird thing to start with a compliment. Is that because of our guest? 
Well, I'm quite sad, actually, about the guest because I've never felt this ugly in the studio before. <laughs> well, to be fair, you are you are one hell of a beautiful man. It's Liam Payne, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, mate? Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very... Uh, that's put me in a different position, actually, hasn't it? That's Has it? a nice couple of compliments to start the day with. Well, I mean, you met my missus when you came in and I was actually a bit jealous. I was like, can you just not introduce yourself to her, please? We, we had, we had uh, Alex Zane on the presenter a couple of weeks ago and Fiona really fancies him. I think you probably topped that a little bit, which is... Uh, Oh, fantastic. Which is annoying. But you're actually engaged now, aren't you? To I am, yes. Maya Henry, congratulations yes, thank on, you very on, much. on that. How, how, how did you do it? How did you propose? I proposed quite a while ago, actually. And I like, it was one of them things that just didn't really come out with straight off the bat. Um, what do you mean as soon as you met her? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like, as in it came out in the press quite recently that we got engaged. But we've been, we've been engaged for quite some time. Um, and I actually did it. We were in Texas one time and... Um, I'd kind of arranged it all with her mum and we kind of set this like beautiful room up at her favourite restaurant. So she thought she was just going for dinner. Oh, you charmer, and charmer. you got to do something, haven't you? Yeah. It was the most, honestly, it's the most pressure I've ever felt in my life though. Yeah. And I'd kind of done like a room full of like flowers and whatever else. And I was just kind of waiting in the middle of this like array of flowers. <laughs> Can and then you, she wait, opened sorry, the and then she was just like... Here you are. But she's very shy. So like, I was like, oh my God, she hates me. Yeah. I, I was hoping, because you're obviously a gorgeous specimen, I was hoping you'd be a prick. So can you just be a prick, please? Because if you are a nice person as well, then I'm definitely going to be single after this. Now, li Liam, what? He's still engaged. Yeah, no, <laughs> that story no, hasn't no, ended no, with her no, saying no. No, no. I'm not saying that she's going to be able to get Liam, but she's going to leave me because she knows that boys like Liam exist. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, and she's stuck with this sense. little troll. <laughs> now, Liam, you've travelled the world, sold millions around. Records, done all that lovely stuff. So, what better place to start than what is your go-to meal deal? Ooh, go-to meal deal. Mm -hmm. Do you even get meal deals? Do you know what? I haven't seen a meal deal for quite some time, and I always—I'm one of those people that gets to the till and then gets surprised with the meal deal afterwards. They're like, "Oh, if you get this, you can have some crisps and a and a drink and a Capri Sun as well." Like you're feeling fruity. Um, but I think that is—that's quite a solid meal deal, isn't it? You know, like a nice. Ham and cheese, maybe chicken and mayo sandwich. Ham, cheese, chicken and mayo. That is a hell of a sandwich. <laughs> well, no, like, I, was I was trying to decide like between the two. Right, okay. Like, we we, we specifically decide. need to know which one, mate, because we Ooh, take this, okay. this question serious. <laughs> this is the only serious question we do. There's a turkey and stuffing sandwich as well, isn't there? Yeah, we speak about that a lot on this show. Mm. But With sometimes the a stuffing can be made of things you don't like. <laughs> what changes everything? Enlighten us. Like the stuffing could have some sort of like fruity thing inside. Oh, it. right. I mean, like you can't be mixing I raisins with a piece of Oh, uh, you get that with coleslaw as well. Daft. I thought you meant like horse. Like horse stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, a few years ago would have depended on where you shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you might have been eating that, you just wouldn't have known. Um, that's so weird, isn't it, if we think about it? Mm. What, that we were eating horse? We had a little munch on a horse. <laughs> And we didn't know. Uh, three three I mean, minutes in. You know, we, some of us might have come out of the shop and eaten something in there and gone, wow, that was bloody brilliant. And yeah. Known that we just munched. Had a bit of hoof in our teeth or something. Is that it's hoof? a lot to think about, isn't it? <laughs> it's a lot to think about. Well, we've got two hours, so we may as well. We may yeah. as well just ponder that. I saw the other day, I've been watching these murder programmes, right? Mm. Forensic Files, you know, the classic one where the guy's voice is quite relaxing. So it's like, before, I know it's weird before bed to watch like murders, but the guy's voice is kind of like, it's quite relaxing, you know what I mean? It's like, it's weird, isn't it? Because it kind of unsettles you a little bit. You're yeah. like, this is actually, I can, can chill out to this, but someone's just got murdered. That's like you're Marvin Gaye. <laughs> Honestly, go back and have a look at the man's voice in a bit and you'll see what I mean. And uh, they had this town that had this like thyroid, like disease going around the town. And then another town, like a few kilometres over, had the same thing. 
and they were trying to figure out what it was that was causing this disease. They were checking all the mice in the town and whatever else, you know, all of this sort of stuff. <laughs> Hang on, checking all of the mice. <laughs> just going <laughs> picking them up. No, it's not that one. <laughs> and then they uh, they got to um, they got to this factory that had changed from being a um, kosher factory to just a normal factory. Right. And they were putting the the gland out of the neck in the people's like ground up meat. And they all got a thing from it. Like, you don't know what you're eating these days, do you? We're getting horse, they're getting thyroid. <laughs> I think they've got the worst part of the I mean, deal I think there. they do, yeah. Have, have we ever met a guest, by the way, who, who personifies happy hour in the first two, three minutes? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is our last two years of content you, you're summing up there. So you, you, go on, so let's go back to your sandwich. So you got, you got oh, a weird yeah, sorry, stuff. we were on my sandwich. You've got, you got, a, you got a horse stuffing sandwich. A uh, pack of knickknacks. Oh, what good flavor? shout. The orange one. Yes. Okay, yeah. Nice and spicy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then probably a Capri Sun, yeah. Lovely. Do you know what? That's not a bad shout. I think that's our first Capri Sun. First Capri Sun, first knickknacks. And I was in I was in a shop the other day and I saw uh, knickknacks <laughs> and I almost went for a bag. I didn't because I feel like you have to be in some kind of, like, you need to prepare yourself. You need to run up for knickknacks because there's a lot of spice in that. Not spice, but a lot of flavour. A lot of flavour. Yeah, yeah, you have it's a it's very particular like hour a little... of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think we'll give him some good points for the knickknacks. I like the sandwich. Horse, not horse with the stuffing. Horse. Not with the horse, but you have an issue with stuffing in a sandwich. I'm a believer that you should only have stuffing in your sandwich at Christmas time. It's festive. Okay, yeah, no, I can feel that. Yeah? I can say that. What do you, what do you think to cranberry in a sandwich? <sighs> <laughs> I think it aggravates me by the sound of that noise. Um, no, I just it wouldn't be for me. Mm. If I'm eating fruit, it's separate. Yeah, I've only just been able to extend to like a healthy eating fruit thing of like putting fruit in with like you know like rolled oats and whatever in the morning. Are you a healthy? You, are you you're a healthy? I'm on a lad. little bit of a healthy thing at the moment. Oh yeah, it's, it's not the most fun thing I've ever done. What are you cutting bulking? I was trying to bulk for a little bit because I did my whole Hugo thing and I'd, I'd done three four months of proper training. But I've been training up to that point as well. And then the, the real training came along and I just was like, I wanted to fall over. Yeah. By the time I finished, you know, the, I mean, the last month alone was eating nothing but you have a little bit of carbs in the morning, but then it's just like white fish for a month. Oh. It's the most boring. I mean, it works. I will say it works for sure. Yeah. My skin got really good. What well, Like it does a lot of things for you. Yeah. Good oils and that. It's just, yeah, it's just a proper... I couldn't do it. We had a guy on a couple of weeks ago called Simon Newton, who was um, Michael Jackson's bodyguard for, right. for, for like a week. And he said that he doesn't eat carbs from Monday to Friday, not a single carb. And then at the weekend, he just does it. I don't know how you can operate like that. No, I don't know either. No. I'd just be so angry. He was yeah. huge. I've yeah. just given up vaping and I'm just the angriest man in the world. Oh, yeah. The slightest thing can set me off. Oh, fair play to you. It's good, good to give it up, though. Apparently you can get uh, yeah, I mean, apparently yeah. you can get popcorn lung if you if you vape. But you heard about this? All right. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> what's Might the have a bit of that? What's your what's your worst food, Liam? Oh. What would you not eat if somebody offered you a billion pounds? A good question. Jeez, marmite for for sure. I oh mean, that's really? Quite an obvious one. Mm. But we used to go to Australia a lot, and they have like Vegemite, which is like is it different? It's the same thing. But it's oh, is it just different name. name? So do you not like? Um, what are they called? The crisps? The marmite? Twizzlers. No, they're not Twi fucking Twizzlers. Come on. What, are turkey Twizzlers? No, what turkey, are they? By the way, you... turkey Twizzlers are making a comeback. Yeah, they are. You saw that? Yeah, they, yeah, they are. I'd be intrigued to try one. Uh, but they'll come back and they'll be all healthy. They'll be like 2020 20 healthy. About. Yeah, if I want Twizzler, I want I, I, I want to know that there's a chance of having horse in there. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not... That's where all the horses go in. <laughs> in the turkey Twizzlers. Um, twiglets. That's what I was trying to say. Twiglets. Do you like Twiglets? I don't know if I had 
had a Twiglet. They taste like Marmite, <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> so you wouldn't like them. Now, Liam, you've been all around the world, mate, as, as we say. What's one restaurant, and well, we have a little bit of food chat at the start. What's one restaurant you always have to go to when you're in a certain place? One restaurant I always have to go to. Oh, these are so hard. Mm. There's a Nobu. Okay. There's a Nobu in Malibu that's near where I live that's quite nice. That oh, okay. To go to. It's a nice scene. Like I am a little bit of a hermit. I've developed like a hermititis, let's say, at mm-hmm. a certain age when I we got really, really famous. And I just was like, I can't deal with going outside at this point because it was just everywhere you went, mm. there was someone like waiting. So yeah. it was like... I just kind of did that. And then over time, the, the weirdest thing over the last few years, more than anything, has been trying to integrate myself back into living a normal life and knowing that it's all right. Like, I sweat in queues. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm still, if I feel like if I'm moving, people don't spot me. So I'm always moving. Right. But if I stand in a queue and I've got to pay for something, there's a, like nine times out of ten, I'll put it back before I pay for it because I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't stand here any longer. Like, really? I need to stop. And it might be an impatience thing. I don't know. But I know that if I stand still, I just start to like. What is it? Anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. At a certain point, I mean, there was times when we were in the band where there was a time when my house got set on fire, which is a great way to start any story. What? Um, and I hadn't been. No one had found out where my house was in the press. And then straight after that happened, the house kind of got renovated. I moved back in, but everybody knew where my house was because it'd been in the front page of the newspaper. And uh, every day, I would get people come from like I remember the very last people that was like the last straw for me. These people had come all the way from Australia. And it's like seven o'clock in the morning and I've just got out of bed. I'm in my PJs. I'm getting in the car to go to work to get ready and carry on and do whatever. Mm. And like, you kind of just want to walk out your house feeling a bit like with your guard down. And every time I'd walk out, there'd be like 19 girls stood by the thing screaming at me, asking for pictures. And I'm like, I don't really want to take a picture right now. Yeah. And then what I realized was that they would like get really upset with me and then they'd start like banging on my window. I thought you can't start your day with people crying at you for not taking a picture every day. Otherwise that's just going to send you around the bend. And it did. Yeah. You best believe. Um, so, you know, I mean, the thing for me is I try my best to make time for people. Yeah. Go in and have a picture and spend a little bit of time. There are times when you just don't really want to do that. Well, know? mate, like literally, like obviously now you're coming in, now you're one of the biggest stars on the planet. We 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 have preconceptions of how people can be and one of the soundest lads already. Do you know what I mean? Like walking in, he can tell you one of the soundest lads oh, already. You, but the thing is, yeah, because uh, people people recognise me from YouTube, not to the, any level of, of what, what you've experienced, obviously. <laughs> but um, when you meet people in the street and uh, obviously, as you said, you might be busy, you might have other things on. You might have met a thousand people that day. And then they meet you once and their experience of you goes... the worst yeah. thing ever. Because you get like, it's a literal 50-50 that you're either... And you're never just in, oh, he was all right. Mm. You know, it's yeah. the best person ever or you're the worst person. Yeah, so yeah. You have like 30 seconds to make either one of those boxes tick. Yeah. But that, this is what I was saying. Like for me, it's like I have to force myself sometimes to go out and enjoy some stuff because I've had to learn to like... I don't know, like go and be able to sit in a restaurant. Sitting in a restaurant for me sometimes, I'm just worried like who's watching. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't want to sit uncomfortably. And I've got better at it over the past few years as I've got older, I think. But at the start, geez, I mean, there was no restaurants I liked going to. I was in room service, wouldn't leave. For, really? Yeah, for years and, and years. And we were like, we were almost like trained and brought up that way because when we first started One Direction, we would think that the like tour manager was our boss, mm. even though we didn't know we were in charge. But we just come fresh off X Factor. We're like, you know, 17 up to 19, I think it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the tour manager was in his 40s I think so it's like how do I you know where's the who's in charge here? Yeah, I don't yeah, know he's yeah. just like right stay in your room so we just used to like stay in our rooms like, oh, oh really God, like, where can we go anywhere whatever yeah. I mean this led to like 
us going into each other's rooms and then like throwing. I remember we got ch- chucked out of one hotel for like throwing plates out the window. Or, oh wow, <laughs> you're so bored in yeah. the room. In Greece, you'd have got a certificate yeah, for like, that. <laughs> 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 you would have been offended if we didn't. <laughs> um, Our plates are pristine, Liam. What the fuck are you playing at? This, this, this leads me on to something else. This is quite funny because I can remember we, we started off and we lived in hotels. And we all moved into this hotel together. And it's like one of those places where like loads of old people all go to like use the pool and whatever else. It's like a health club type thing. And so the average age in there was like between 60 and 80. Right. Yeah. And then there's us lot, just like rowdy teenagers, like, whoa, running around the place. (laughs) And I can remember one day I got a call from the manager and the manager's like, they're a bit worried about us at this point. We've already had a number of tellings off in mm. in the Sony label. Like the day we got signed, we got one of the biggest tellings off ever. Right? Did you? Oh yeah. I actually can't even go into reasons why because it's too bad. <laughs> oh wow! Killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it's uh, so we were getting told off all the time, and they kind of put it onto me because I was like the most sensible, and and I don't know. There was something about me. I'd kind of like growing up around my dad so I was a bit of a dad person I was like a bit of a dad you know going around my business with these rowdy lads so the manager's like you know it's going to be down to you Liam really you're going to have to be the person sometimes that people don't like, like oh god so I'm like I've been given this like Spider-Man power with great power comes responsibility I'm thinking what do I do and I can remember the first day of it I'm like I didn't tell the boys like I didn't let them in on the secret that I'm like a narc <laughs> like some weird one direction narc and the, the plates were going out the window I'm thinking oh my god like, why, how do you stop plates going out the window you can't just shut the window because that's going to be even worse there's people's cars are parked underneath the window and there's frigging plates going out and then we left the room and for some reason everyone's riding down the, the stairs on mattresses like this is a good game to do at like wow. three in the morning so down they go and I'm just thinking right this is my job screwed worse, worse knocking it like, I have to blend in is that so it was like the day they got me to like some sort of weird drug deal. They're like, you better get on there as well, just in case. They <laughs> catch you. Is that what you were like at school then? Were you this kind of narc character back then? No, to be honest with you, I wasn't. I was always quite sensible. The thing is, because I went on X Factor the first time when I was 14, mm-hmm. before I met the boys as a solo artist, and I got quite far. And my dad had always said to me since I was about seven, he's like, oh, we'll get you in front of Simon Cowell one day. And that was the only ever the aim to do. I wasn't ever going to go any further than that. He just wanted to know what Simon Cowell thought of my voice. Oh, wow. So when I put myself in for the show at 14 and we managed to get to, because obviously there's loads of pre-rounds before you even get to Simon. Mm. And then I was in Simon's house in Barbados in the last 24. And I couldn't believe how far I got. I was 15 years old and it was nuts. Yeah. And um, then I got let go. And then... <clears throat> he told you to come back, didn't he, in two told years? Me to come back in two years. Um, and I actually I had dinner with him my mum was there in, in his house it was really weird because he just told me no and I absolutely hated him at the moment I was thinking <laughs> you bugger <laughs> um, and I was having dinner with the fella and yeah. my future manager of One Direction's there and whatever else and we're all sat there having dinner together Con- wider conspiracy um, and um, yeah then I went back to school and you can imagine I'd just been there and then I ended up back in school and I'm sat in Spanish class on a Friday and I've got nothing against the language but it's terribly hard to learn and mm. it wasn't very interesting. Language was always boring. Always boring. Great. No. I mean, I've got a song in Spanish and I still don't know what it says. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can see how that was going for me. But, you know, I'd be out performing at gigs and be on stages in front of thousands of people and then back in Spanish class on a Friday thinking, what the hell am I doing here? Gee, a bit so of- it was a really weird, like I knew what I was going to try and do. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of led me into being so sensible. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to do any of this stuff. I didn't want to do anything else. So I was like, no, I'm going back on X Factor in a few years. And it really was part of my life. So when I watch X Factor now, I can't watch it and um, 
you know, when they kind of have somebody on a little bit like, oh, you're the next best, you know, right. I can't deal with it. Because I'm like, I know what that's going to do to that person's life. Yeah. You know, and I'm lucky because I went through and obviously went on again and went got to where we got to, whatever. Great. But it really sits with you, especially at a young age as well. So it was like, I was I was a cocky little shit school at times because I was just like, I don't need school. Mm. Well, I was failing everything, by the way. Yeah. I was on like D's, U's and E's up until like the last the last two or three days from the year. And I was the only kid in my year, I think, who got like a parents evening where we had to go and see the head of the year. It, what, is that purely just because you knew your heart was into other stuff? Like, do you know what I mean? Like you I knew- I think so, but I just also, I'd kind of, I wasn't sure of myself that it was going to happen because I didn't really ever think it was going to happen. I was just, it was a dream at that point. But mm. also, I don't know, like, yeah, it does go to your head as a kid, 100%, you know, you, you look at someone, it, it, the thing is, I always put it like this. Since I was 14, I've always been in a place where I'm almost world famous, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Even though I wasn't. I mean, I, I remember going to the theme parks with my parents before One Direction. There was people noticing me in America from X Factor, and that's from 14. And, and I didn't really used to leave Wolverhampton all that much, and everybody knew who I was. And for the first few years, it was great. It was so much fun. And like everybody, I got banned from part of the school because the all-girls school used to come and like <laughs> jump on the fence. And, so you, you can see my head's getting bigger and bigger. And then the last year of it, because you haven't really gone anywhere... In, and it was two years before I could go back on. They, they realised I was still in the same place as everybody else. Mm. Then I was just like the town wanker. Like everyone oh, just really? Like, yeah, just get ridiculed in the street. You yeah. Know? I remember the worst one I ever had, I was in a McDonald's uh, with a girlfriend I was with at the time. I was a classy guy. I'll take you to McDonald's. <laughs> uh, which is really funny. She's loving it. Uh, yeah, she didn't last, it didn't last very long. Um, and we went upstairs and I'm sat down with my meal. We sat down at a table together and... Some kid stands at the top of the stairs and shouts, X Factor, reject, and runs off. And I can remember being like mid about to bite burger, and then I'm just like, everyone's looking at me, and I just felt the biggest oh, God. twat in the world. Man. Yeah. But that's not even creative. He could have been creative. Do you know what I mean? That's like the worst. No, it's not the best one in the world. No. But, no. but he was right. Yeah, right. Well, I couldn't yeah. tell him he was wrong. <laughs> but you know? getting rejected at the point you got rejected is still better than most. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've been having lunch with fucking Simon Cowell and Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> so you went so you went back two years later and it also it blew up from there. It blew up. I mean I mean my dad likes to tell me this. The one fact about me from X Factory is I'm the I'm the Contestant that got told no more times than anyone, but still made it, which my dad loves to keep saying. Wow. Like, amazing, which is good yeah. in content, but then, like, I really fucking had to fight for that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But does that mean more? Um, In a sense, it does, yeah. I just think the more he drills into me that I got told no, I'm like, thanks for that, dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. He loves to bring it out like it's some big boy facts. <laughs> my, th- my dad, by the way, bless him, he loves it. How, does he? I oh, loves it, mate. <laughs> he knows what number someone came on ITV2 the year I was on. Like, he'll know anything. And obviously, you know, he was at Cheryl's house the other day, obviously seeing my son and, and and like, he just can't stop himself talking about X Factor. And obviously she knows more than anyone about it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just talking about it. And I can't remember what it was. He was talking about someone on ITV2 asking Cheryl if she remembers. And she was like, I haven't got a clue. And he's like, oh no, I've got the video. <laughs> <laughs> just saved, just saved on his phone. Yeah, see, he loves it though. The first time you went on, you sang Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah. And the second time was Michael Bublé's version of Cry Me a River. Let's imagine that you never made it, right? And you had to audition for X Factor this year. Oh, what's your what's your song choice be? Oh, I mean, it's totally changed actually. I tell you what, I was just listening in the car to John Mayer. I love John Mayer. Class. And I feel like what's your favourite John Mayer song? Uh, there's one called "Something's Missing," that's really really cool. And then there's another one. Um, I'm gonna have to look at the name of it. I like "Who Says." Edge of Desire. 
not sure. Not sure. That's really great. Who says it's Yeah, who song. says it's a great song? Mm, I just know I, I I'm one of these people. Does he smoke though, you know. Does he not? Well, oh, because he references it in the song, doesn't he? He does, but I think it was more I spoke to him about it briefly and it was more about the idea of the freedom than the actual thing that he was doing. Oh right. You know, who says he's more about the but it's just something that I suppose it makes it more for everyone who does. Yeah, for tech. sure. For uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what what song are you pick him? What are you going for? Um I'm going to go Edge of Desire, John Mayer, just because it's my favourite. Oh, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Now, I think it'd be weird to bring you on here and not talk about the band, not talk about One Direction, but we're not going to have a whole show about it. But what oh, I want to know, what, what, was your, what was your initial thoughts of the, of the lads? Like I said, I mean, my thing was that I'd been brought up and I was very much around my, my dad quite a lot and his mates. I was always around people who were, who were older than me. So mm. I was a little bit of a little old man. Right. You know, everyone uses, I'm one of them kids that people say, oh, he's a very old soul. <laughs> you know, none of us know what it means. We're like, oh, I'm grown up. Don't, don't ask me questions. Stop I'll know smashing the plates. You know, exactly. <laughs> Stop it. The narc. Um, <laughs> there might be horse in that burger. Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it was like bumping into these guys at first. And I like, I'd never really gotten on with like a group. Like all my mates are quite quiet. Mm. Um, and it was only my manager who said it to me quite recently. He's like, you know, you like quite quiet people. And I was like, I do actually. And I'm a loud bugger. So yeah, maybe it's the sound of my own bloody voice. Do you reckon that's because you've had quite a loud life though? Do you know maybe what I mean? I just want to turn the volume down. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. So as soon as I met them, it was just like, one, I just couldn't figure out how Niall lived in Ireland and how he was going to be in the band. I just was like, <laughs> you live far away. So. And then you discovered trains and planes. Yeah, and and like, I was like, oh, that's how they do it. I mean, before that, we were all very small town people. So I was thinking, how does he, he lives over there. Where are we going to rehearse? Like, mm. I was all very business with it. Like, how, mm -hmm. what's this going to work out like? And it was, it was difficult at first because I was already quite known throughout whatever. So there was obviously very big egos within the, in the band, including mine as well. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. Mm -hmm. So we all went to Harry's house and we all sang at the same time on everything. So it was a unison group at first because we couldn't get onto each other about who would sing what. And it's a good job they have people behind the scenes who will go, yeah, it's probably best if you sing this bit or you sing that bit because otherwise it would have just been a mess. Is that because, uh, devices. Do, do you, are you trying to fight for what you consider to be the best line or like what, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I've often thought this. What is the best? I mean, the chorus comes around more than anything, so maybe that's the best. But then it's quite nice to open the song as well. And yeah. The middle eight's the most passionate part of the song. Is when it's the highest. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. It's different parts. So it's you would argue yourself what if you got a good bit or not. Mm. You know, if you were like later on in like the second half of the second verse, like yeah, you're thinking that's probably not the best part. Do yeah. you feel like you got quite a lot of good bits then? Um, at the start, a hundred percent, and just purely because. And and like I had people after we finished the show and whatever tell me this. It was just because I'd done so many shows leading up to that two years of before X Factor that I'd played every audience in the world. I'd played old people's homes. I'd played stadiums. I'd played whatever you can think of. I've played the really good ones and the really, really bad ones. Mm -hmm. So nothing bothered me. And when you're opening that door and on, and on the year we were on X Factor, it was 20 million people down that lens. So as soon as the door opens, that camera's right here. You cannot fail. So they used to throw me in at the start to settle everybody because once you're in the performance, it's like time to go. And mm. then everyone kind of went, ah, as soon yeah. as I started, which was like my job to to start the band, which I enjoyed that bit. That was quite fun. And it was nice to have that yeah. you know, responsibility. Weird, weird one, just going back to school before we go go back to what happened after that. I read that um, you had a bit of problem with the bullies at school. Oh, yeah. 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 Did, did, you, you, did you pick up boxing? I did pick up boxing. <laughs> I need to know about that. Were you handy at all? Um, to be honest with you, Boxing's kind of a thing that's come back into my life a little bit as well. I've been I've been training with a with a guy recently, and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. If you had to do like a charity boxing event, you have to box another musician. 
No, it doesn't have to be a real feud that you've had. Who, 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 who are you picking? Who are we going to want to see you box someone, Liam, basically? Box? That's a good question. Do you go for someone easy or that you could easily beat? Yeah. Or Well, I mean, I heard like Jake Paul's like fighting Mayweather or something, isn't he? Logan, yeah, one of the so, Pauls. Yeah, no, no, no. Jake Paul, Jake Paul's fighting on the Mike Tyson undercard because Mike Tyson's coming back for a charity. Crazy, right? Yeah, mad. Can't and wait to see what happens there. He, he looks handy, but he didn't fall asleep in an interview the other day, though. Who, Mike Tyson? Apparently so. Yeah, did he? <laughs> and he like he like made some like real boxing line about it. he's like. Uh, a lion hunts like a lion, sleeps like a lion, or something. He's, like he's some a boss. Big, some big boy. He's an absolute boss. Like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> don't wait, the sleepy lion. Woo. I think. I think. Have you seen any footage of Jake Paul sparring? No. Do you know what? I didn't. I actually didn't see very much of that one. We got to see the Tyson Fury fight really recently. Yeah, for you, which against was Wilder. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. And we had tickets that were we we'd we'd given money at a charity auction for these tickets mm. and, uh, i mean we we gave quite a bit of money and then luckily someone called me from way back in the day there was a friend of mine who was like one of the promoters for the fight and he's like oh i'll bring you to your seats i'm going to change where you sit and i was like great i thought this is going to be nice mm. we ended up on the front row by the stairs oh nice and like at the end of the fight, right, you've got to imagine all of his family were right behind us trying to get into the ring and my manager was stood by the fence like this. And for some reason, he just ended up being in charge, which often happens with my manager. Yeah, yeah. And he's like letting people jump the fence every so often to wow. get into the ring. It was so weird. Wow. Where was it? Where, was it in... In Vegas. Vegas. Fucking Vegas. hell. So you're still a, brilliant. You're still a boxing fan now then? Yeah. I mean, I don't pay enough attention to a lot of these sports bits. Yeah. But when, when something really good comes on, I'm, you know... Yeah, I jump on it a little so, bit. But you haven't seen any of the YouTube ones. I haven't seen any of the YouTube ones yet. No, he's, he, see, we were talking about this last night, weren't we, Stevie? Like Jake Paul. How much do you know about YouTube and YouTubers? I know a little bit. I'm starting to learn more about it. Obviously, it's become a very big part of my world, especially over lockdown. And I think for me, more than anything with YouTube, let me put it like this: when you're in the position that I'm in and you've got this lovely, wonderful fan base and you feel like you're communicating with them in the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think every celebrity forward slash pop star or what, you know, whatever people do think they're communicating in the right way. And then what I learned over the lockdown period is that you think you're communicating in the right way by leaving these messages, but there's a way to communicate with them better. And for me, that has been the YouTube. Right. Because every interview I do, I'm talking through somebody else and what they ask me. Yeah. So everything I say is on like a second, it, there's always a middleman. Mm -hmm. Whereas YouTube takes that away for me, which I think has been the best thing. Whereas if I have anything I want to say, I can just say it myself now without somebody being in the way. So you've got your own channel out yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. we have a channel out now and I do like a roundup video every so often. And then they're, they're, they're getting in a nice place in the moment. Some of them have been a little bit better than others, but I'm trying to find my rhythm with it because you just want to figure out what your your thing is on YouTube, don't yeah. you? So everyone's like, what's my gimmick? Do I open toys or do I, you know, what's the <laughs> start doing that? Oh, I'm going to start, you know, popping the Kinder eggs open, whatever it is. Pokemon cards are a big thing at the this moment. It's been a big thing at them and there's a lot of money in them as well. Yeah. Mm. Someone pull a 75 grand Pokemon card. That's madness. That madness. can't be real. <laughs> I've got, I've got 225 grand at the house at home somewhere. Well, so, yeah, gathering some, dust. It's worth something to someone, so give that, give it a go. Well, 75 grand though. Logan Paul bought a an original first edition. Um, what is booster it called? Booster pack. Booster box. He bought yeah. it for 200k, and then I think what? You, uh, yeah, I don't know the specifics, right? But he's bought it for 200k, unopened box. And by the way, my nan, when we were younger, yeah, she used to bring home one of them for me every month. 
and I just just crack them open as as any kid does. Yeah, if I'd have stockpiled them now, sofa and, yeah, you know. it's mad. I've lost all my old cards. I'm gutted. But Logan Paul bought these. How many packs do you get in? I think you get about forty packs. Yeah, and he auctioned them off. He sold them. He sold each pack for eleven thousand dollars to other YouTubers. That's about seven cards or something, isn't it? Like and, an individual. And then he opened them in a live stream and got millions and millions of views. And then they're gonna like send them off and, and sell them and whatnot. But Pokemon cards are booming. We had a guest last... It's to do with his StockX app. Have you seen that? StockX? No. It's an app where you can like trade collectibles, fashion and other stuff. It's actually really quite good. What, it'll show you the market of what happens with like, say like a cause item, for example. Yeah. Like cause items, everyone's trying to buy the cause holiday thing or the Lilo and whatever. And it'll show you what the market does on certain days. And it is wild for collectibles that things do these days. Wow. They're so interested. That's mad. Wait, were you a Pokemon fan? I was. Was you? Was I was. What's your favourite Pokemon? Charizard, it had to be. <laughs> no, there's a Charizard shiny about. <laughs> you should get into it. You should get, get do that on your YouTube channel. Maybe that's my new hobby. My yeah. Lockdown hobby. Yeah, collect some Pokemon cards. I'll tell you what, what, so what are you doing at the moment on your channel? At the moment, it was meant to be like a weekly roundup, but then I realised I was rounding up weeks that had nothing in them because we can't go anywhere. Right, yeah. So then it would kind of just turn into me watching a few videos, reacting to some stuff, to some different fan content. And, and it was a way to like have the fan content and rather than me going, oh, that's nice. Like, yeah. to be able to actually go, wow, this is amazing. This girl had drawn this picture and then da 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 da. And then, you know, and another bit, they'll put something scary in. And like me and my team kind of set it up together. I, I won't say we fine tuned it yet because I'm still very much finding my feet, but mm -hmm. I think. That what it gives me more than anything is a chance for people to see me as me, really in authentic way. Home, yeah, sitting there just talking crap. Yeah, know, which is I, it's fine for me for now. That's spot on though, because like you say, you must do so many interviews. It gets watered down. Mm. It, you get you might get told what you can and can't say, but with a YouTube channel, that is as real as real as you can get. It's all yours. How many how many subscribers are channel on? Do you know? Not a clue. Not a clue. Shall, shall we? Shall we do the game that we did with Jack Whitehall, where we try and boost his oh, YouTube I love channel? Jack Whitehall. Yeah, oh. we, had, we had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he's trying to grow his YouTube channel as well, oh. right? And from from my olden days, there's the the way in which you grow on YouTube, um, Liam, is YouTube beef. Right, YouTube, YouTube beef. beef. Yeah. You need some drama. So, so you need some drama. Beef so yeah, so we create oh. some fake beef on air right now okay, with so, someone. Oh, let's just. <laughs> why don't we go? Just make some like fake me Jack Whitehall beef. Oh, oh that's really good. There's layers to this now. There's We're layers. gonna find out where he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we can go in there and say hello. So we managed to get Jack Whitehall to say down the lens um, towards Lawrence McKenna, who's the co-host on True Geordie's podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, basically, just how much he hates him and. He wants to fight him, <laughs> so we need to do the same. You going at Jack Whitehall? Yeah, let's beef this up. It's completely fake, but we love it. Um, oh, I've got you know what? I've got a really funny. There's a funny story that I was I was in. It was Chilton Firehouse at one time, and um, what is that? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I know. It's like a. It's like a nice. Like it's. It's, it's like a sceny bar. Right. Okay. Uh, you want to go somewhere, and there's going to be loads of people about. Loads yeah. of Faces. Yeah. Faces in the room. That's the place. Okay, right. And uh, I was in there, and Jimmy Carr was in there. Yeah. And Jack Whitehall. And I ended up, for some reason, in the middle of both of them. At the God, bar, what a sandwich that is. The best thing ever. <laughs> and Jack had started going on about like Eurovision. And I, I mean, I can't say what the neg was online because mm -hmm. he's going on about Eurovision, like, oh, I love Eurovision, whatever else. And you can imagine Jimmy's face. He's like, 
what do you mean you like Eurovision? Well, I mean, at uni, we used to play this game all the time. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, that sounds um, interesting. So I, I, I can't say the full story because obviously, but we can be like, after, after listening to what Jimmy had said about you, mm. I just, you know, I've just started to really hate you. Look, look into this camera, Liam, and call out call out Jack White for oh, the scumbag you know he is. Actually, and as well, Jack at the Brits dropping me in it when I was walking on the stage like that, when I was trying to like not let on that anything was going on in my life that wasn't going on in my life or was to those who may be watching um (laughs) actually i have got a really really funny story about that perfect place he was there was something going on with jack and someone who i can't say because that's not my place to say okay and someone that i happened to be with that was the person that you mentioned at the brit awards (laughs) literally ripped apparently like went in on him for saying that joke at the brit i mean i take it as a joke yeah that's what it is but she was not happy oh really really and jack we're not happy with you mate and i'm not happy either you got me in a lot of shit that night (laughs) (laughs) your youtube channel is blowing up right now (laughs) so me and you we're going to do a charity boxing match (laughs) that's the answer that's the answer this is now a clip on youtube called liam payne offers jack white all out for a fight who would who would win that fight Oh. I'd pay to watch I, it. I'd go Liam. Yeah. He's just been talking about jujitsu and then you've got Jack Whitehall. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw something this morning because I've been quite interested in TikTok. So they've got these TikToker houses, right? Mm. And I was looking through something, something popped up this morning and there's like one guy from TikTok who's in like the Sway house. Yeah. Or the Wave, wave house. house. I've done the, a video on this. I've done a video on it. Is there a Sway? There's a Sway. There's, there's a, a Wave. wave. There's, a, there's loads of them, mate, all over the place. I'm intrigued to see where you're going with and this. They, one of them was like, calling someone out but not just for a boxing match for an MMA fight yeah YouTubers have moved to that an now MMA fight are you <laughs> knees and elbows like you do not want any of that and it's not going to help your video promotion afterwards if you've got an elbow in the eye I think it would bang though wouldn't it imagine if they lost their teeth and then they did a video like that views like I'm so I, li- I, I like a scrap right <laughs> I'm not joining in that one an MMA one not a chance you're all over TikTok now aren't you not a ch- I've been I've been I've been dabbling with TikTok a little bit what? I mean it's difficult because what I find is when when you're I've not been able to really enjoy any of the apps that we've we've used so far because they're always so closely watched by you know my management or my label or whoever else is involved whereas mm-hmm. with TikTok it feels like it's meant to be stupid mm-hmm. and I am quite naturally a bit stupid sometimes right. so I like to do stupid I mean I've got a, a, the drafted video of me jumping around like a frog somewhere that I have decided whether I will or not won't put out. Amazing. <laughs> but this is what happens in my house at night time when we're all bored of COVID television and Netflix haven't put anything new out. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been quite fun. I've really fallen in love with TikTok as a place where I can just have some fun. But, you know, it, it, everything kind of creeps in where people are like, you're posting too much, you're posting too little. And I'm like, I don't oh, really care. I'm like, it's just like, I'm just going to tick and talk as much as I can. <laughs> You are an old soul. <laughs> now, what we like to do sometimes when, when we have mainstream sort of celebrities in, we did this with Ricky Gervais, right? We, we like to take our domain, which is the world of YouTube, and your domain, which is the world, and <laughs> and and see if there's much of a crossover. So, Liam, okay. um, you said you don't know too much about YouTube. You dabble here and there. We thought we'd play a little game where we give you seven headlines that revolve around YouTubers okay. and you've as got, long as they're not my headlines they're Jesus not your Christ. headlines it's like <laughs> a, the worst episode of this is your life ever <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we want you to say whether you think that this really happened or not alright and just okay. bear in mind I will, I will be keeping score okay so no I like a this score this is serious uh, this, this is aimed just to show you how mental the world of YouTube can be so the first one we have is Jay YouTube prankster cements his head in microwave and has to be rescued by the fire brigade 
Do you remember I told you I had that house fire? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> cemented his head in a microwave. Yeah. I'm not sure how, how that would happen. But um, with cement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, with cement, yeah. Um, so it'd be, obviously it'd be when it's liquid, put it on, I imagine, look like a robot. And then... Oh, that's what he went for. Yeah. And it's all gone wrong. Yeah. Gone tits up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go false with that one, just to start off, just to see if you're testing me. Well, I am testing you, Liam, and uh, bad start. It happened. Oh my God, what? It happened. Two, pictures of it didn't happen. It was in the papers. Two, two, two YouTube. They're from your neck of the woods, actually. Where are you from, Liam? You're from Birmingham way. Wolverhampton. 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 They're from, I think they're from, um, where are they from? TGF. Oh yeah, Fee's getting up now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay Swing <laughs> sent him into the microwave on his head and then he couldn't chisel it out so he had to get the fire brigade to come uh, got in a little bit of trouble for that obviously. the shock on your face <laughs> look at Liam's face he cement what, what, I would just want to know what the outcome was supposed to what was supposed to that wasn't you know like when you look at a situation like, I mean worst case scenario I could get stuck in there but what was the best scenario <laughs> of that moment I have no idea where well, was that meant to but, end but, up so he's got a tube right he's got a tube um, coming out so he obviously can get um, oxygen oh my god uh, look at the thought process there's a horrible bit in the video that actually made my heart sink a little bit where he goes bro i can't breathe i can't breathe because the cement squashed the squashed the tube so it's a race against time to try and get it out yeah oh my god but that could have gone so bad they're from i think they're from a little place between um birmingham and wolverhampton so your end right zero out of wow. one liam so the next one is meet ariane sino the youtuber who swapped her son for a box of kit kats <laughs> I like how straight away he would have said false, but after yeah. seeing the first one, he's like, oh. "Why did you see a man head but head?" I mean, trying to weigh up the possibilities. Is it is it one? Is it legal to swap your child for some Kit Kats? No, but anything's possible on the black market, right? <laughs> and on, the, on YouTube, on, apparently on the dark web. Um, I love. I'm going to say false. You're going to say false. You are. Correct. That's oh, that's well, my I'm girlfriend. Really, I'm so happy. <laughs> See, this is the thing to get around the legality of it. We've actually for the yeah. fake ones, we've used that people was just we know. My girlfriend. She <laughs> hasn't. She hasn't. <laughs> she, why Kit Kats? I needed to do something believable, and I went on her profile to try and get some inspiration. And her cover photo is a Kit Kat. <laughs> oh wow! Because she drew a Kit Kat. Didn't she, she drew it. It isn't yeah. just a photo of a Kit Kat. <laughs> That'd be weird. Number three, cosplayer Belle Delphine is now selling her own bath water for thirty dollars a jar. It's true because I've got some. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she's selling her bathwater for thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah, we're I on mean, one out of two. <clears throat> do you know what a cosplayer is? Um, do they go to comic cons? Pretty much. Yeah, they dress up as characters and and whatnot. And they're really good at it. Yeah, really good at it. Uh, Bell Bell Delphine tries to be well, not not tries to be, but she's more of like an adult kind of one. Hence why she's potentially selling her bathwater for thirty dollars. Right. Okay. Now that with that new information brought to light, um, I mean it's probably true, isn't it? <laughs> there we are. Two out of three. You're two doing. Three. You're doing well now. It's true. Yeah. Welcome to Happy Hour, by the way. This is pretty much what we're doing. I do love that. That first one has now set I mean, his mind into it, and he's yes, so yeah. funny that that's you know she's found a business there. That yeah. She can never run out of. I know. She can never have too many bats. <laughs> Here there we go. Are. Here she is. Selling right. selling bar for her. No comment on that, I think. I wonder if she ends up very wrinkly at the end of the day from I, that, just all that hard work. I think she got <laughs> hard work. I think she got in some legal problems. There was a thing with people drinking it once they'd um, bought it. Liam's so eyes just wide. Some sort of like, this is not for. She had to put a disclose a that because people on her bathwater. YouTubers were buying it and drinking it. 
What? Do anything know. for views. It's ranked. Anything for a couple subs. Yeah, a couple subs. Right, you're doing well, mate, to be fair. Two out of three. Four more to go. It's not easy. Sam, it's not easy. No, it's tough. It's, that's why we start with the head cement one, because once you've seen that, anything know, could yeah. be I'm fucking like, feasible. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sam Pepper, criticised for prank, which seemingly shows him murder his two best friends on a rooftop. This is true, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Uh, to some, Sam, some. I think my mate used to hang around with Sam Pepper, and I heard some quite sordid things about the young fella. Yeah, there we go. T- three out of four. Three do, out of four. That's not it, bad. You're doing, doing very so well. So much Sam better Pepper. than I thought. So much better than I thought. Um, YouTuber Robbie Knox faces court for accidentally putting his son Arlo in the back of a bin lorry. I hope that's false. <laughs> Are you going for false? Yes. Uh, and, and also, Arlo is just a just little shout out to Arlo. He's the cutest little kid I've ever seen in the world, isn't he? I hope he's not having a ride in a, in a, a bin lorry at the moment. It's actually true. He got recycled. No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Robbie Knox, you actually walked past oh. Robbie Knox to come in here. <laughs> yeah. Robbie Knox is, uh, is a friend of the show and, and a oh. host of the show. Friend of the show. Wow, He'll love so that, wouldn't he? This is so unsettling in places. Look how tense you are. Like, oh. <laughs> so, what's, what are we on? What are we on? We are on four out of five. Four so out of five. Two left. Yeah. And you're. You've already got more than 50% no matter what. Oh, I say if... if well, does, that, does that mean I don't go home with nothing? <laughs> You're still going home with nothing. <laughs> if, I say if you get if you get at least five right, everyone has to go over and sub to your YouTube channel if oh, they haven't amazing. already. Yeah, that's true. YouTuber Shane Dawson denies sexually abusing his cat. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't oh, have to do that at the end. This, this is true. He's the one who does like conspiracy videos, no? He is. And he's he been is. in a lot of trouble recently. He's been in a lot of trouble. Yeah. He's had a life. He's had a hard, hard life. Uh, <laughs> Eyes that have seen too much. Uh, I won't even ask what that's about. Um, His cat's yeah, eyes true. have seen it's too much. True. It's true. We should just say he has denied that. He has denied it. So it's, it's not It's not happened. But that was a headline that we read. Um, so five, five out of six. Five out of six. Final one. It's decent, you know. It's decent. Last one. YouTuber Bambino Becky breaks world record for selling a picture of her feet for $1.5 million. Wow. I'm just going to say true because I hope it is because that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you can't explain that. to your missus why $1.5 million's left your bank account, can you? Bathwater <laughs> 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 and now this. Yeah. You've got me. You've got me in the corner. That is, Stevie, do you want to reveal? False. Oh. Mm. I'm sorry to disappoint there. But yeah, so you got five out of seven, so that's good. So what's your, what's your YouTube channel? We need to get people to go over and sub. I actually don't know what it is. <laughs> I was about to say, even if they do, he won't know because he doesn't know what he's currently on. Uh, later on in the show, we are so going to... just making a fake channel as quick as possible. Just to, <laughs> just to, just just to gain it. I'm sure if you search Liam Payne, it's not going to be hard to find it. I think it, it is just Liam Payne. Oh, we should come up with some names for your channel. What would be good? I like. You know what? My show needs a name. Does it? Yeah, because uh, uh, it was a roundup, but it's not really rounding anything up at the moment. I mean, what is there to round up? Yeah, nothing's really happened, is it? That's why I mean, I, everyone kept funny me like, right, you need to do a video for YouTube, and I'm like, what the hell am I rounding up? What What is your show then? What, talk us through it. What's the What's the concept? It's me talking crap. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good title? <laughs> uh, pain, pain. It's got. You're to think of something like rhymes, don't you? No, it's got to be a pun on what pain. Liam laid bare. That sounds like that a sounds really though. sexual, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> your your, your was, marketing team just crossing it out. Liam's no, because then it's time stamped if I say something about lockdown. I was trying to yeah. 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 look at the alliteration, guys. P- pain, pain. Lockdown with Liam. The play. Mm. The- <laughs> Everything's so sexual. <laughs> no, but this was a big problem for me. This right. was a big problem for what, me. Everything for a while. being too sexual. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> We've never had that problem. No, no. This no. was, honestly, this, this stuff, honestly, I used to get, obviously, you know, my first song was Strip That Down. Mm -hmm. One of the first songs that I got sent was from Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Rewrote a couple of things to make it fit more to my life, but we went with it. And then every single song that's followed since mm -hmm. has been something that's a little bit sexual. So I'm like, when I walk into a room with writers now, I'm like trying to dodge anything that's a little bit sexy because it just comes off a certain way, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm actually not like that. What like, I'm you? not a total horn dog. <laughs> you know? You're an engaged man. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just like there's other things to write about in, in life. You say you're not a horn dog, but then you've got 30 tubs of bath water on your <laughs> shelf at home. <laughs> you know. <laughs> What's your new... Let's talk about your new single, Naughty List. Is that a, Here we go. Is that a bit raunchy, <laughs> Liam? This is what I'm saying. He's saying he's trying <laughs> to avoid it. Problem. I am trying to avoid it, but it just keeps on coming back. Um... Yeah, we got this this Christmas song. I mean, for this one, it's a really fun song, mm. right? And we did a very, like, solemn Christmas song last year. And I enjoyed it. It was very, a lot of fun to do. And we did we had a writing camp, and this was another song that came from that writing camp. Um, and I was always kind of worried about the cheesy aspect of Christmas. But, you know, this is the kind of the, the, the song that you kind of grow up with, you know, Kisses mm. Under the Mistletoe, all of that type of thing. Nostalgia. So it's just one of those fun... Christmas songs, really. Yeah. Did you did you did you write this one? Uh, I had a little bit to do with the writing. I won't say I wrote a lot of it. Right. I was I was in and out. We had a lot of rooms set up in like one place, and and I'll go in and just kind of. I I find for me songwriting lately, I'm better at editing than I am at coming up with the idea myself. So I'll go in and listen to a song, and then be able to work it around my life rather than sit and write the song out. Mm. Which is you know everybody works in different ways. For um, sure. With this one. I was just worried about some of the cheesy elements in it, and it's lost a lot of those cheesy elements. But, but it's Christmas. Yeah, that's like you say. It's, that's what you've got to do. Christmas is it is, is but, about you know, being you don't cheesy. Don't want to be JB from JLS going Merry Christmas <laughs> in the middle of the song either. You know, and that, every time I'd hear this one bit of the song that we got rid of, which was like Merry Christmas, all the lovers. I'm like, no, no, no. I said to the people on day, I was like, I'll record it, but I can guarantee you, by the time the song comes out, it won't be in there. And then what? they sent it me a year later and tried to sneak it back in and I'm like guys no you'd be Merry ruined. Christmas all the lovers you're not saying Merry Christmas to any lovers <laughs> you'd be memed yeah exactly but then that might be good for your YouTube channel become a meme it would but is that what you know is that where I want to go in life <laughs> I don't know you have to ask yourself meme, them questions pain I have honestly there is a there's a strong portion of the internet that likes to take my like really serious like when I've tried to be sexy in a photo yeah and turn them into like like weird memes and they're all like they all seem to be from like the K-pop fan yeah phase. mate that's such a that's such a trend at the moment isn't it k-pop like online the fans of kate well you know well, i mean 1D i get ridiculed fans. by all of them so i mean i know <laughs> i know more than most and i mean i'm all right with it it's okay it's a bit of fun whatever but it'll mm. be like like me like really seriously looking into the camera with a like, pouty look that i have it's a lot of the time blue steel annoying. um and then they'll be like i've pooped or something in the corner <laughs> of the <laughs> It's quite good, and it's like it could be anything. There's a lot of them are like themed around poop and pooing and farting or whatever. Brilliant, and then like yeah, so that's that's my life now. If I go online, <laughs> K-pop fans are quite strange, aren't they? K-poop fans. <laughs> I'm going to be cancelled by the fans for this, no, aren't I? Mean, I? The thing is, we all like K-pop, mm. but they hate us for some reason. Yeah, it's weird when you don't do anything as well. I know, I've I noticed. Never, I, I stood a few quite close to a couple of. 
What, K-popers? K- K-pop fans hate you, don't like yeah. you. Just Why? because you're a different because band. We're like, we were a band once and we did well. But look, so. he's going on record today saying he likes K-pop. No, I do so. like K-pop. I, yeah. mean, I, was, I was really interested by watch it, wanting to watch that new Blackpink documentary. Oh, yeah, I've heard about it. And yeah. they're like, they went to like a... Like a school to learn to just be to learn that, that. Like pink. What? Well, so in this school, is there loads of other? Yeah. Oh and then wow. They, they put them into different like. For, I, I haven't watched it yet, so I could be talking like this is my imaginary dream. But I'm sure that's what I heard in the promo, and I was right. like, what? Wow, weird time. I now, mean, but it's kind of what happened to us. We got shoved together, and they said, you know. I I, I want to talk a bit more in the do. second half of the show about about one D and your solo career and all that fun stuff. But before we before we go for a little break, um, Naughty List, your new single that's out now. What's um what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? <laughs> uh, the field of wheat. Thing I've ever done. <laughs> yes, I've ran through the fields of wheat. Is that um, from uh, uh, Theresa May? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, What's the naughtiest thing I've ever done? Because um, <laughs> you did say you was a bit of a boffin. Like all the other boys would be doing naughty stuff. You'd be going stop. Yeah, that now. you're the nut. So, have you ever done anything? Oh, I'll tell you one thing. Where I've got caught out for doing something naughty, and it's a really weird way to get caught out. Your managers currently shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird way to get caught out. I was, I like, I started smoking when I was like 19, I think. And mm-hmm. like our parents would obviously come in to see us at shows at different places that were local, so they would come, or they even sometimes they'd come to Italy or whatever if everyone was coming over. Mm-hmm. And Simon happened to be over at the same time. So we're in the dressing room and like Simon just light up a cig wherever the hell he wanted. And we were like, I'm going to smoke here too. Just sit here and smoke with Simon, like whatever. <laughs> and then my parents come in and sit with Simon as well. So then I'm like there and I'm like, oh, and Simon offered me a cigarette. And I'm like, oh no, he goes, you smoke, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Well, it was the, the other one with the same hair. Um, and, then, uh, and then the worst thing, the worst thing, my personal trainer comes in and he goes, oh, I've just been out. I bought you a new lighter. And it's like oh. a lighter with like boobies on it. Like the worst <laughs> lighter you could ever like. And I'm sat there and I'm, my parents are looking at me and I'm like. Ugh. That reminds me of a story of my uncle Carl when he was when he was younger. Um, my nan, so his mum, he, he when he was a kid, he smoked weed and he had a can of, he got a cannabis leaf tattooed on, on his bicep as you do when you're a kid. Uh, well, not as you do, but he did. And um, he kept he fell asleep and my nan came in and saw it and she went, Carl, Carl, what, what's that? And she's like licking her finger to try and wipe it off of his arm. And then she went, that's a cannabis leaf. She went, do you, do you smoke weed? And he went, no, no, I just like the design. And then she went, how come also underneath it, it says smoke it, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. There's no getting out of that one. Oh. Right, this has been the first half of Jack Makes Happy Hour with Liam Payne. Come back after this when we'll be talking a little bit about X Factor, the solo stuff and lots more fun things. See you in a bit. Looking to refresh your closet, home, or beauty routine this spring? Walmart's got all the stylish goods in one stop. From chic new looks and the latest makeup to quality furniture and tableware. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending for the hottest fashion, home, and beauty finds. Your style at Walmart. Hello guys and welcome back to Jack Makes Happy Hour. Still here with Stevie White, still here with Liam Payne. Quite a contrast between you two, isn't there? It's like... Uh, Hold on, what do you mean? It's like Liam Payne and Stevie White. <laughs> 
That's nice. I, I, I bully him every week. It's fine. Honestly, it's a it's a running thing. Yeah, but you get paid for it. <laughs> I think I'll we've all it. got that one mate that we just bully relentlessly. There's always yeah. someone in our life. Why line. do yeah. I have to be bottom of that pile? Uh, Can you think of someone that you would bully relentlessly that would always get a little woo whenever you see him? Yeah, my housemate. I get yeah, that see? to him all the time. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's always one. Mine, mine's my, the guy who oper- operates my, well, he's a cameraman. I don't mm. know operates my camera. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and he just constantly gets it. Like, mm. we had one at work the other day and like, we do shows and these these shows have been going amazing i mean we've been doing pretty much the equivalent of a stadium every night on these online shows which is unbelievable and i don't think i would have done it on a live tour which is for me has been the best thing ever mad and um he was like editing some bits and whatever else and he's got a new role at the moment he's like the way i'm like new role like <laughs> at the moment and he's doing with these things and for some reason my manager constantly i'm that mate that he bullies all the time so mm. whenever i'm a bit like getting out of my box at the show going, well, the water wasn't cold enough. Or, I mean, I don't say things like that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, this isn't working and the sound desk sounds terrible. He's like, he'll remind me about it several weeks later. I'm like, oh, you were all shirty about last week, whatever else. <laughs> you need that, he though. You need that. He turned around and he says, oh, yeah, I said, Connor's all right at the minute, isn't he? He's like, yeah, he's got a lot on his mind, Connor. And then I was like, yeah, he has. And I suddenly thought, you bastard. <laughs> Not once when I'm ever performing do I ever get one level of sympathy and you're suddenly going... He's got a lot on his mind at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you're his... Guy's part. got weeks to edit stuff. I have to do mine on the day. There, baby, right now. Quick, perform, monkey. He's so got weeks. I turn up and I make you do all the cameras and set well, all the yeah, cameras you, up. You've then. just seen, I set up all the cameras. Cameras. They go, he's got a lot on his mind. <laughs> Nobody cares. But, uh, Liam, won't you agree, right? So he sets up all the cameras, sizes it up, focuses it, and then I shut the curtain. And that's just as good as in, yeah, in many ways. a lot to think about yeah. there. <laughs> Come on! Can I just say, right, so we were in the break about Liam's channel, and we and, and we we searched it up. Uh, I found it, yes. So <laughs> <You> found me. <laughs> I found it was hard. So imagine imagine this, right? So I'm like, that's what she said. <laughs> so Liam's got however many Spotify plays you you, you want to say, millions I, I and millions and millions, well, probably. right? Just loads, loads. But I think when it comes to YouTube, it's like I'm I'm shouting out his YouTube channel. Like you might need to go over and subscribe. Much like Jack Whitehall, he didn't know how many subscribers he had. Found out he had seven seven hundred k. So I was like, all right, we'll do a bit of charity work. We'll throw a few subs over there. We've, yeah, Jack. <laughs> we ask uh, Stevie. Can you just reveal, please, how many... Bear in mind, Liam didn't know. How many subscribers has Liam got on his official YouTube channel? Which, by the way, is Liam Payne Official. So we found that. Catchy, <laughs> catchy title. <laughs> and you have 3.31 million subscribers. Fuck off! Fuck off, this is my job! <laughs> He's you, not even trying. I think you should tell people to subscribe to us, Liam. Fucking hell, yeah, mate. Get, get back on your channel and say, come to happy hour. <laughs> it's honestly so... I just I feel such a... You know, I just feel like... A proper prick right now. <laughs> no, it, look, it's fine. I've never felt more a prick no. in my life. It's fine. We've given you your shout out. You've done the Jack Whitehall. Just after this, make sure you go to Twitter and Instagram. That's Get it. happy hour out yeah. there. Yeah. No. We'll accept that. It's fine. Would you ever do? Would you ever do a podcast or anything on your channel? Would you? Because um, you could get some mad guests. Yeah, I think so. you know we started doing something around this, mm. and it's to do with. It first started off. Basically, for all of my show ideas that have come through for this for this lockdown period, and the live streams, something never, people have never really done before. So we've been thinking of as many areas we can get it out there as possible. Mm-hmm. And for obviously people in Australia, they have to watch it like four in the morning or yeah. whatever. And I just thought, you know, 
we'll make something where we do a rewatch and I'll watch the show with them and we'll talk about the show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I never watch the show back because I hate watching myself. So it's quite a fun thing to see me watching because I just ridicule myself for like an yeah. hour and 40 minutes. But it kind of is a little bit podcasty in a sense. And I thought there might be a way to do something with the fans where like you have like a round table where we'll talk about the show and watch it together and every week we get new people on or something. So mm-hmm. there's something in the works around that kind of idea at the moment. But yeah, I mean... I hate watching myself. Do you? Yeah, yeah I, I used to be like that. But over time, like, because I edit, obviously, my stuff back, I, you you learn to kind of get used to it. But let's imagine, let's imagine you did do a podcast. You were the, the Liam Payne show. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, Payne, as creative as you used to. Liam Payne official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who would you love to sit down? Anyone in the world, you've got to be alive. Who would you love to sit down with and have a proper in-depth chat to that maybe you haven't already? Do you know what? I did this years ago. And I've always kind of wanted to do it again. Um, and I got the chance to talk to Justin Bieber properly. Right. Off camera, away from everybody else, while I was in the band. And the problem we had was we were at the VMAs and there was a little bit of like, obviously anyone that you become close to in numbers and, and at the time when we were at our peak, it was like we were the only thing that was even near touching what Justin Bieber was doing at yeah. the time. And that became a rivalry because we're men, young men who do this and there's five of us and there's one of you and da-da-da and whatever else. And it was just like this really stupid thing. Mm -hmm. And when really we were all actually experiencing the same sort of problem as each other. And you can see that very much in his latest release he's just done called Lonely. And at the time I remember sitting and talking to him and I just said, you know, for us, for me, I feel very fortunate to be in the position I'm in because I had four of the boys who were growing the same rate as me in the same circle who knew exactly what it was like to be like me. Mm-hmm. For Justin Bieber, he only ever had himself. Yeah. There was no one who could even feel close to what he was feeling at the time that was happening and no one that could go, chill out, mate, you're only Justin. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas if I woke up one morning feeling a bit fucking fresher, I bought some new... I remember once I bought some Louis Vuitton sneakers that mm-hmm. were cheetah ones and <laughs> I, you, I've i never heard anything more about a pair of shoes in the... Oh, nice shoes. Yeah. That's all I got the whole time. Nice <laughs> shoes. So you've been shopping. You know what I mean? That's what you would get <laughs> yeah. Monday morning in One Direction. You would just get... You'd, but it, you want to burn the things by the time the day finished. Whereas right. you never had that. So when you saw him go through all that weird teenager, I'm going to fight everyone mm. sort of stage, I can understand it. So I kind of would like to relate to him and be someone who could talk to him that had a similar... Right. Thing. Well, so it's just you and him in a room, was it? Yeah. Just I mean, chatting. I had a really interesting chat once with Robbie Williams, which I think was really funny as well. Oh, mad. He's meant to be sound, right? I love him. And he was always my idol as a kid. He was the, the um, Angels was the song I was my karaoke jam I used to sing. And it's what got me into singing. And Class. then I saw him recently. And he, it's like, it was like a time machine. It was really funny. And he goes, oh, so how are you doing with this? And I'd be like, well, yeah, no, I'm doing okay with it. He's like, well, you look a lot better than I do at your age. So, I mean, that's one thing to say. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, but your family's a little bit weird, aren't they? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, well, what happened here? You'll never believe what happened last week. And it was like all of these things that have not changed mm. since he left Take That and since I left One Direction. Well, didn't leave One Direction, mm. but was on a break. Yeah. Oh, no, everyone's going to kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love how self-aware you are, by yeah, the way. Be, yeah, honestly, I'm yeah. so careful with these things. Oh, because yeah, I, I it will be like, oh, Liam drops hint that One Direction will never get back together. It will be the headline for the next week. And I'm like, I just don't, please leave me alone. <laughs> I was going to say, wait for that. We've got that at the end. <laughs> yeah. Sort that bit out. You know? Well, we can cross it off now. Are you going to get back together? <laughs> we will at some point. Yeah. If everyone keeps asking, it's probably like everyone just... 
sick of answering. It's like when you're at school and it's like, are you going to kiss her? Are like, you going to get together? Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned a few times, you've been very, very honest and open, which is great about like... It's not for me. I get in a lot of trouble for this. No, it's been amazing, mate. It's been amazing. But like when obviously you become, you you join this band, it becomes one of the biggest bands on the planet and and you've been open in the fact that sometimes perhaps maybe the ego grows with, which comes with that kind of style. How do you maintain being so like how do you get back down to earth how do you become grounded again um i think it's with who you surround yourself with right you know i think the people i surround myself with will just bully me at certain points and mm-hmm. i think that in not in a nasty bully way that yeah, people yeah. think like bullying just like how me and stevie have, just like yeah, an affection just like that yeah thing. you're like all right a bit shirty yeah. like, oh, you've been to the gym this week oh. <laughs> jack white like, impression my, coming my, in my manager my manager will do things to me he's like right you got to film this video tomorrow and get your fat face on <laughs> do you know what i mean he'll say whatever to me and i'm yeah. like it just kind of grounds me in a sense that that's like my atmosphere which is very much like very lad humour type thing that mm-hmm. we have a laugh with, you know, and it's, yeah. there's nothing vicious. They're also the most caring people in the world. So if I have a problem, I can call them straight away and just be like, I'm having a real problem with this here and they'll give me some advice. And same for them if they're having something going on there, they'll call me. So it's like having that family unit because we've had to kind of grow that around each of us in one direction to have people that were with us there's a very big thing for having people that were with you from the start isn't it yeah you know, every rapper that comes in is like yeah i got my same people from the start yeah like day one it's the same in, yeah my day ones yeah. let's say my day ones <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna comment on how you said that and then you... day ones <laughs> you brothers are my day ones oh my goodness <laughs> um so yeah your day ones <laughs> yeah. you know and that, they these people around me at the moment they're my day ones. Are they? So like, so, my so day ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like the guy from X Factor. Day one. Rachel Adadeji. <laughs> wasn't bad. <laughs> how did you? How did you feel when you knew? Because I assume you knew way. Well, obviously you knew way before the public knew. But like, um, when you feel the bands perhaps like coming to a bit of an end, to a bit of a break, how does that make you feel? I just think we needed it. We needed it. And honestly, if I hadn't have done it at that point in life, then. I would have been more, I'm already quite crazy as it is. You know, I, I, I feel the, the sanity that I know I am. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's because I've had a really weird upbringing. And I was part of this massive machine and I knew my part in the machine very well, which I mean, you know, towards the end of the band became like the loud drunken one, which I was very good at that too. <laughs> um, so I knew what I was doing every day. But then what, when that machine falls away and you're in the world and the world's just happening around, like, where do you fit? I've no idea. I've been in the same room as my family for longer than a couple of days and I haven't done this. I haven't integrated with people in the shopping market or, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. we would go and do those things, but I had a security guard. Like, I used to leave the car sometimes thinking that snipers were watching. It was like, it was that bad. Really? No, not, not that I thought that snipers were watching, but it was, that was like my, oh, okay. That's the, the energy I'd put out there. Like, yeah, yeah. Snipers are coming. Just because everyone's looking at you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it was like, I had a security guard that lived in my house and it was all a bit weird and what I like. I don't need to be that secure. I mean, uh, I was insecure a little bit, but I wasn't that insecure. Yeah. Um, don't know what for. Um, turning heads yeah, I was see. turning a lot of heads when I walked through the door. <laughs> I was hoping we wouldn't go there then. But I felt it. I felt like I teed it up. Yeah, right. you did. You did set me up, mate. I did. And that's why you're coming back as a regular host. Stevie, you're out of a job, son. <laughs> see you later. Right. So, so where were... Oh, right. Okay. So you you reminded me of a little story there. So like getting recognised and whatnot. And you spoke so openly about it. I, uh, in Norwich, where, where I'm from, so people probably recognise me there more than anywhere. And they always... I don't know if you get... what. No, you won't get this. You're fucking megastar. But I, I, I get this where they come up and they go, 
like lads do this. They pretend they don't really know where they know you're from. So they'll go oh, like, no, I get a lot of Do you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was walking down the street the other day and someone called me Harry Styles, but you just learn to respond to all those things. <laughs> it's mad. Like it. Zane, innit? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that doesn't really. <laughs> and uh, some, guy, some guy came up to me at football and he was like, where do I know you from? And I always play it down because I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, you probably know me from the internet. <laughs> so I was just like, oh God, I'm not sure, not sure. And then and that's usually what I say. But this time I was pissed off. We we're probably losing the match. And he went, mate, where do I uh, know you from? I went, oh, I do these YouTube videos, mate. And he went, no, I work with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really similar one before where some woman in a bar was convinced she knew me and she was like going, oh, did you go to so-and-so school? And I'm like, no, I didn't go there. She's like, no, you did. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just I think telling I know you. where I yeah. went to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, let's clear this problem. But I think you probably just mistook me for, uh, like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I don't want to clear this up. But yeah. at the same point, she was like, she was convinced. Have you had the one where it's like, they say to me, are you Jack, mate? And then I go, yeah. He, he uh, probably hasn't. No, like no, that. no, no. You've never laughed about me. Are you Jack, mate? <laughs> and they go, are you Jack, mate? And I go, uh, yeah, yeah. And they go, no, you're not. And I'm like, I'm not mean. Oh, then, God, we had the worst one than that. And Louis came to work one day and he told me, He's like, oh, I had a really bad one in the shops this week. And I tried to like play a joke on this woman. And she went to me, oh, are you, are you that Louis Tomlinson from One Direction? And he's gone, no, 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 I get it a lot. I get it a lot. And she's gone, oh, yeah, well, you're a lot better looking. <laughs> and is it a compliment? Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, serves him right at the uh, end of it. That's brilliant. Do you, I imagine you've answered this question a million times, mate, but do you still speak to the lads? I spoke to Louis just yesterday, actually. I speak to Louis more than I speak to anybody else. Right. Um, and, you know, it's not a case we don't get on or whatever. I just think for some of us, we're all interested in quite different things. And, and Louis was always the one in the band that I was kind of closest with, I would have said. Mm -hmm. He was much more with One Direction behind the scenes of which way steering the ship, of which way the, the music. Was he? Things. We got massively, massively. When people don't actually know enough about no. that, to be honest with you. But uh, several moves I would have made that we would fall out about, he was actually more right than I was. Right. And then on stage, if we're on stage somewhere, that's like my zone that yeah. I've done for so many years before getting to the band. That That, that was like my domain almost you know mm. what I mean so but together we would kind of lead it through this passage together right um, mainly because we couldn't get our egos out of the way to go you're the leader of the band no you're the leader of the band so no one would ever go right we'll do it together um, but you know we, we still have that same shtick with each other that when I call him I'll be like oh yeah if you need something for this let me know I've got this and da, 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 you know mm. so we, we very much help each other out in that. Oh, amazing and and obviously now you've transitioned to a su successful solo artist well thank you all. which is easier said than <laughs> not for me with my old jaw it's um, probably easier don't know <laughs> how's how you found that um, I know that's quite a broad question but literally like you, you now go out on stage on your own like is on that not on your own on your own <laughs> is that scary it is scary do you know what I've gotten worse with stage fright and stuff over the years oh that surprises me why is that I don't know I just think you become more aware of stuff mm. and it's gone wrong a lot of times as well I will, I will say it's never gone seriously wrong but I've had moments where it's gone pretty wrong you know what like you like, fucked up on the words or like I was play. I played Madison Square Garden once and the music went off Right. You know, and when we played Wembley Stadium once, the music went off for 20 minutes. Like, how do you keep 94,000 people occupied? <laughs> well, it's not your fault, though. Yeah. It's well, not, but you, you're still there. You've got to so control the ship. It, you know you're, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I remember looking at the rest of the boys, and we had one trick for if the, <clears throat> if the music went, which was to do the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap. So oh, I like okay. turn and look at Louis and then he'd go, in, and then I'd just start beatboxing. <laughs> and then we'd just do this whole fucking... 
the whole rap, but the rap doesn't last 20 minutes. So then it stops <laughs> you're just going, everyone's West panicking. Philly. So then I just fill the time as much as I can. How are we doing at the back of the room? Are we doing over there? Whatever else. Turn know, into a stand-up. Literally. Yeah. Like, it's like I was sweating more than Lee Evans at that point. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's when, when that happens, it doesn't really go away. And I've had a really pro- big problem with lyrics. I I um I was taking a medication at a time. It was a prescribed medication. I wasn't mm-hmm. like dabbling in like Ooh, do a couple of <laughs> late night prescriptions. Um, <laughs> I I, uh, I was taking this medication, um, and it it was it was to do with 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 happiness. You know, with mm-hmm. how happy I was with my life and whatever at the time. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was only after recent years of taking this medication that certain lights would really affect me because it was. They were using the medication that had a side effects for epilepsy was what it was originally for. But you take it as a side effect to kind of like balance you out a little bit. So Mm. I didn't feel so numb all the time. Right. And I'd walk into a room and if they had this certain light, (laughs) someone had asked me my name and I'd go literally like that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just need five minutes. And it was really bad. And I hadn't clicked. It was the medication. I thought I was having some sort of like mental breakdown, but there was points where I couldn't remember my name. When I got on stage, Story of my life. I d- the lights hit me and I'm going, Shit. oh my God. So then I'd forget the lyrics and then it kind of turned into this thing where I was really anxious about forgetting the lyrics. So I've, I'm, I often have them on, a t- on, on like a prompter because I just don't want to mess up someone's show that yeah. they're watching. Yeah. You know, they came to watch it. To me, I treat it like sheet music. Like if I was playing the violin, I wouldn't memorize everything. I'd learn of off course. sheet music and then I'd, you know, I'd have it in case. Yeah. So it kind of became a big thing for me, but it's a scary old do if you forget the words. And Mate, like, that's oh. giving like that. That's making me tense up just hearing it's it. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And then I, I get, I mean, I, I stopped taking it after a while because I, I'd run online. There was like people who were forgetting their like dissertations for university based on this medication. They oh, wow. Teach classes. And I was like, I was still on it at the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I've fried my brain. It's yeah. Gone. Wow. Well, I, mean, I might have done. Yeah. What's the best show you've ever done then? Because there's some sort of the, of the fuck ups. What's one, the best ever um, show? <laughs> I mean, it was quite amazing. We did, I actually never say this one, but it just kind of sprung into mind. Um, when we did the 2012 Olympics. Oh, mad. You know, like coming out of X Factor, and that was the first real big performance and we were doing it on a moving lorry so you're like going around a track and they would go from like the Spice Girls to you know Madness to yeah. you know us and just seeing all these amazing stars there on the day of the rehearsal and whatever else it was just the most amazing thing it feels like that was when the world was good wasn't oh. it like when you watch back the like I've watched back like the 2020 2012 um, opening but ceremony which by the way on the podcast a couple of weeks ago I thought I thought it was in Tokyo I was like he oh. said where is where was the 2012 Olympics and we oh, wow. were I just went blank I just went blank when you watch that back it's such a beautiful ceremony it's like so that's nice. when the world was good it well, so you so think good. nothing good's happened in well, the last eight years? Well, especially not in the last year. Yeah, I get th- give you that, but there's been some great years up to then. 2012 was the last good year, I reckon. <laughs> wow, that's a big statement. <laughs> Is it? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a cuddle? <laughs> Any from you, Liam? You can't, you can't have from... one. You can't, it's actually illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Um, no, how yeah. Bad's that? I mean, that is pretty mad, isn't it? Mm. See, oh. how shit is the world if you can't cuddle Liam Payne? You can't on Well, few. not many people can. No, but I'm in a position where I could leap over this fucking table and cuddle him right now, and I'm not allowed. <laughs> well, I don't know what the, yeah, I was going to say. He still gets a say in that. <laughs> You're really into paranormal stuff, aren't you? I love... Do you know what? I mean, I watch this show week in, week out, right? And, and, uh, you I watch mean, this, I show. <laughs> this show? This <laughs> show. Uh, no, we've got that now. Yeah, Liam yeah, Payne watches yeah. Happy Hour every single uh, week. Liam, if you can just, just say the words Happy Hour now quickly for me. 
Happy hour. Now we can dub that, so he's going to say happy, happy hour, hour every, every single... single brilliant, perfect. brilliant, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, the show I, I watched that one, but another show that I also watched... <laughs> that one! <laughs> I forgot what it was called yeah. already. I don't know the name of my own show, don't be so flattered. <laughs> Liam, what's, what's my YouTube name again, do you remember, or...? Jack, mate. You got there, you got there. Don't, okay, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times people have forgotten my name on this show Do you remember, do you remember Wendy White? <laughs> oh! I'm taking that. That's... See, I was going to say Stevie Black just to be, <laughs> to be an ass. Do you remember, what was it? I Jack was, Whitehall forgot, KSI forgot. Jack Whitehall was brilliant, I mean, though. You guys have done it wrong because your name's Stevie, Stevie White, you're dressed in black. Yeah, Jack we should have done it the other way around. Contrast on yeah, we don't have one of these people, what are they called? M- m- uh, costume designers. Is that what they're called? <laughs> costume designers. Oh, yeah, I just put my costume on for the day. <laughs> I love I wonder who I'm going to be now. <laughs> Jack, Jack went, he was talking about duos, and for example, it was like, oh, you've got sort of like... And uh, Ant and Deck, blah blah blah, and then he went. You've got Jack, mate, and you. <laughs> Who said that? It's Jack, Jack Whitehall. Whitehall. <laughs> so this is why we don't like you, Jack. Yeah, we're okay. still beefing you, Jack. We're still beefing you. Right, Liam. Sorry, what are you saying? You watch. You watch a show every week. I watch this show every week and another show called Paranormal, right, right. Called, um, called Ghost Adventures, mm-hmm. and it's a. Re- it's been a, one of the longest running TV. I mean, a twenty. So I think it's like 23 or 27 seasons of a show. Oh, man. Right, now imagine they go into this, this room hoping that ghosts are real and they talk to the room. There's nothing in it. So imagine you had a show that ran. I mean, it, I just think it's the coolest thing ever. Mm. Like I go in and shout at walls and people watch. <laughs> like that's basically what my mate does. And I think it's funny because I'm watching going, ah, it can't be real, can't be real. And I got to know him, but he's really passionate about it. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like he, this is like genuine. He's not faking it. And that's what got me into it. And then I thought... I I don't I'm not a believer because I haven't seen it and I need to see it to believe it. Mm. But I'm just like, but what if it is real and there is some woman from the 1800s going hello? <laughs> <laughs> but why is it? Why when people see ghosts are they always like from the 1800s? Why have I not seen someone that's like from last week? Because yeah, you might have done, but would you know? Well, they'd, they'd still be dressed the same. Yeah, but they'd be all translucent. Yeah, but they had a costume designer. Yeah, yeah, they had a costume designer. (laughs) But then also you get a lot of people who only ever see celebrity ghosts. I saw Elvis last week. Or or King Henry VIII. He's knocking about a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like for a big fella, he gets around. Yeah. Like people see him a lot. Uh, yeah. Oh no, you're saying why don't they see celebrities? No, I'm aren't... saying they do. Like the Michael Jackson ghost. There was that video, wasn't there, in Neverland just after he died. I, I mean, no one saw Michael Jackson when he was alive. Let alone. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. We love paranormal stuff on this. I saw a great one. I mean, I watch a lot of the, the show that because of lockdown. I mean, one of the worst things for me was that show had stopped. That's why I was so excited about this new episode. Yeah. The show had stopped. And I was actually meant to go and film an episode with him, but I couldn't get to America in the time. It mm. was like a scary ass episode they got me in for. What were you going to do? There's this hotel in America. I'll get the name of it for you after, but there's a hotel in America and basically like there's been, obviously there's a lot of deaths in hotels because it comes with the territory that people might die in a hotel sometimes, but there was like a number of suicides and this girl, in 2013, after the greatest year ever, um, <laughs> had a good, good, she good. Went into this hotel, and basically, they had her on a CCTV, and she's really sad. But she, she was on the CCTV, and she's like really acting very strange in this hotel. And then they found her; she was dead on the roof in like the water tank of the hotel, and they can't explain why she was there. Oh wow! Or how she got there, or it's like really spooky. Fucking hell! If you watch the like the 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 video of the there's a, probably a few conspiracy places. Eliza Lamb is the name apparently. Yes. Right. Yes. Wow. And I was meant to go and stay the night there. Oh my god! To try and find out more. 
Would you um, not be scared? Would you not, would you not shit yourself? He's done it to me. I, he's has, his name's Zach Bagans, mm. and he's got this museum in, in Vegas. You have to go. You have to go. Like, it's a must. What, like, what, what's and in he it? has Charles Manson's ashes in there. He's got the murder kit from the other big serial killer in America. There's, like, real skeletons. There's all sorts of stuff. There's a haunted doll in there that's meant to be, like, a haunted doll. Yeah. Um, I, really well. I sound like the biggest weirdo we went in there right once again my manager is a very popular character in my life we walk in there and the guy's like do not insult the doll don't say anything bear in mind we've got to fly home on a plane mm. and like we've got loads of stuff we've got to do and remember when Post Malone went through all that random crap and they said he was cursed yeah yeah that yeah was my friend they right. opened, opened the dibbit box together right and he showed me the picture of the bruise on his arm from the opening the dibbit box that Post had sent him and it was like it's weird. It's yeah. of weird stuff. So anyway, we walk in this room and this haunted doll. Now they have this machine that goes cycles through radio stations to pick like a random word out. Mm. And if it says the same voice, it's highly unlikely that it could be anything else other than something paranormal because how would they pick the same voice off several different hundreds of radio stations, right? The same tone of voice. Well, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? So the thing's cycling through loads of radio stations. Yeah. Like a, a ridiculous amount, like 10 a second or mm -hmm. something. So it's like... And it'll say like a word like blue. Right. And if you ask two questions and it goes red, but in the same voice, then oh. it couldn't have been the same voice. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This doll sat there and my manager walks in and goes, oh, why the long face, Peggy? First thing he says, I'm thinking, don't, because you're not supposed to laugh or like look at it or insult it or whatever. So we're all stood there like cowering like little boys behind this doll. And then they're like, the woman's like, oh, do you know anybody in this room? And the doll goes, Liam. What? And I'm like, no. Please, God, no. And then my manager starts, like, like he didn't insult it or anything. But the fact that he'd said that and then it said my name after, I thought, I'm dead. And then, and then they're like, who's going to win the fight? In the, it was the same weekend as the boxing. Who's you and Jack Whitehall. And then between me and Jack Whitehall. <laughs> <laughs> and then the doll's like, shh, 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 didn't say anything. Asked another question. Then it went, shh, 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 Fury. Because it was a Fury Wilder fight. What the fuck? What a word to pick out, Fury. Yeah. Like a demon doll to say, you know? Yeah. That's weird. What? And that's, you don't think that's set up or anything? I th I, this is the thing. I think he's so passionate about it. And I don't, like from when I've spoken to him about stuff, it's not like he'd set it up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I could kind of sense from him if he was like, oh yeah, but you know, that this machine, we just press a button. He'd like, yeah. you know. These people that do these ghost hunts and stuff, I am often baffled by how like they that's they fully believe it, don't they? They love it. They I mean, fully... I, I want to believe it. I yeah. watch it with the ear of thinking this might be real. Yeah. I'm watching a guy shout at a wall. Like mm. that's where we're at. Mm. But it interests me. I did. I went on this ghost hunt and it was at this abandoned fort in, in Harwich, I think. And um, these two ghost hunters took us there. Um, I think it was it was a load of waffle, but there was one thing that happened at the start which was really weird. So we're in this fort, and it's like a big round fort like this with like twelve doors all on the outside. Fort, and the, uh, yeah. Do you know, like uh, do you know like a uh, what is it, <laughs> Stevie? It's a fort. He knows what it is. He oh dear. Repeating your word, fort. <laughs> This is what I deal with weekly. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know what fort was all of a sudden. <laughs> he just likes the word. It's just a fort. A fort. I was like, fort. <laughs> and then there was a green electricity box in the, in the middle. And I set my camera up on it. By, by the way, it's slanted. So it's slanted down like that. And I've set my camera on it. So my camera's facing up. And we're stood in the distance. I'm just getting some B-roll of us just stood there. And then... So this this ghost hunter's talking to us about the ghosts and about all these people that should have been in there, and uh, she went she went don't say anything bad like you just said like don't look at the doll don't say anything. So I started mouthing off at it like acting yeah. like big man yeah. And then I shit you not mate the camera has fallen off the thing 
We're, so first of all, we're in a fall. So the, the wind gets trapped. So it is a little bit windier now. I'll give you that. But it's fallen off the, the electricity box the upwards. way upwards and down. And here's the thing. It's fallen down. It's fallen. This is the bit I cannot explain to this day. And people think when I told this on the pod before, I'm bullshit and I'm not. It turned on. It still worked. And the whole memory card. There was no footage on the memory card. Wow. How do you explain like, it? Ah, edit that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost just gone, going to take the mick out of me. Just format edit, it. Edit that one, mate. Just format it. It's mad, oh, isn't it? It's amazing. But At you... least if you needed a card format. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just do that for me? You... That's, no, it is crazy. I mean, I... I've had a couple of experiences in an, in another house that was... This is the most random ghost you could have, by the way. This is the funniest one. Go on. And I, like, my house that I have in America, um, I was in bed and at 3 a.m. the lights would come on in the toilet and then the door wouldn't open and I'm like, first few weeks, I'm like, whatever, it's nothing. And then the more time went on, it just kept happening, but it was always 3 a.m., which is meant to be the witching hour. Yeah. So then I'm, like, getting a bit more spooked out by it, like, ooh, and then my, like, cleaner was saying she was, like, seeing some stuff. And she like was like seen like this guy in like these camo shorts or something. She was talking about, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Anyway, Cheryl was over with me one time, and she was having none of it. She was like, "No, not staying in the room. Da, 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 not while I'm pregnant. I'm staying downstairs." So we like ended up sleeping in a different room of the house because of this stuff that's going on. And the mm. more you like fed into it, the worse the activity got. Taps. I'd be in the shower and I'd wash my face and all the lights would go out. And then when I take my hands off my face, the lights are all out. And it was like, fuck off. I didn't care. I was like, I'm standing my ground. Like, I'd have been this, gone. This is my house. And then we were, we were walking and like Cheryl's mom has like a lot. I'm not sure what, what is she believes in something. And somebody came over to her in the middle of like Calabasas, mm. old town. They're like, you've got a ghost in your house. And they're like, and they're like, oh, okay. And she describes this ghost to us that we've that the cleaner has seen. So then she says the same things that the cleaner said she saw, but not actually being in. This woman's never been to my house. Turns out, she said the guy's name's Alan. The guy who used to live there was the helicopter pilot for the shots that you see in Jurassic Park, where there's a helicopter. What? It's the guy that used to live in the house. Yeah. He lived there for years, and apparently it was like his favorite place. And then he sold it onto the guy that I bought it from. What, and he was called Alan? Alan the Ghost. So Alan the Ghost. <laughs> Weird surname, but... Alan the Ghost. So you, very strange surname. You just, <laughs> he goes yeah. by Alan. <laughs> You've just said that you need to experience it to believe in any of it. Is that not enough? No, I need to see something. Like, show me what show me what you got. Would you do Bloody Mary? In the mirror? Yeah. Ooh, would would you say you do... Bloody Mary three times in I a mirror? Like I, I'm a proper prick, so yeah, I probably would. <laughs> you yeah. said you wouldn't. But he did it. Mm. He did this to me. This is the thing at that at that museum, this haunted museum. Zach mm. like would like go to me. All right, just crawl through that hole by yourself. He's like, I don't know, just go and have an experience. People, things happen to them. There's loads of little holes in this house, and the house used to be Jenna Jameson's house. Right. That her parents lived in, and apparently there was like some weird, like satanic shit going on in like the underneath of it. So we went down underneath this bit of the house to go and stand in there. And I thought, screw it, I'll stand on the pentagon. Like, that's the, the, the penta thing or whatever it is. Why are you fucking about That's the star, it, isn't it? I want to see it. I'm like, yeah. let's do it. So I'm stood there in this thing and I'm sat there. And then suddenly you see me on the camera. I just turn because something touched me on the ear and I was convinced there was someone next to me. Uh. So then I'm like... And I stood there and I was like, I laughed and I'm like, that nah, can't be. Because I'm like on the show now. My mate's with me and I'm like watching the show on it. Yeah. And I'm like, something's just touched me, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, okay, just stay here for five minutes. And just left me in the bottom of the basement of the house where they like apparently like had like human sacrifice and whatever. And I'm stood in the middle of mate, pentagram. I couldn't do it. I don't believe in any of it. And I couldn't do it. 
Well, now it? you say you don't believe in it, but you couldn't do it. That's the yeah. weird thing. I, but I've got to know. I'm sorry, I've just got to know. Yeah. <laughs> do you believe in aliens then? I watched that SpaceX thing that recently. <laughs> that when they, you know, when that guy <laughs> shot that thing into space. I've got no idea. Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. And he shot that. Oh, the spaceship. Not yeah. You could see it. Oh like, yeah, they went past time. my house. Not much, literally. <laughs> where, do you live? where do you live? <laughs> Norwich. God, he that's my house. <laughs> yeah, I saw him out the window, yeah. <laughs> but they, I wanted to see, like, I thought, if I watch something go out of the world's atmosphere, at least I'll know if something comes in what mm. it looks like, was like my little theory on it. So yeah. I watched it and it was the weirdest thing. Did you actually see it happen? Mm. It was like a weird hole in the sky and I've never seen it before, but I'd like to think there was something out there. I think Elon Musk can do anything, can't he? He's just one of these guys. So that, amazing. I mean, yeah. he's like real life Tony Stark. You know? <laughs> that's quite a good comparison. Well, I, I feel like that's who they might have based him on. What, Elon Musk? No, I mean, <laughs> who came first? <laughs> we can who, re- that's a good point. Yeah. Chicken or the egg? Who Tribal came first, the Musk or the Stark? Iron Man, surely. But was it? Oh, I'm going to get annoyed if I don't figure it out. What? What? I, was... Hang on, are we really are we really questioning whether Elon Musk exist, existed before Iron Man? I don't know what year Iron Man first came out. Well, I know the Robert film Danny, came Robert out. Robert Downey Jr., a couple of years ago. Iron, Iron Man's a real. comic book, Jack. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about this, oh, mate. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But when they did the character for the film, I'm saying, did, did oh, so he, Robert yeah, Downey the, go, I know who this a base is. off Elon. Yeah. Oh. Was Elon Musk back 2008, Iron Man, first Iron Man? Uh, you might have known him personally. I think we, together as a collective, have discovered a new conspiracy. Wow, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I think we have. I think we have. Now, as much as I'd love to sit here and chat to you about ghosts and the paranormal all day, I think we are, I want to finish on just a general, your general opinions on music on a whole. So not so much your career, but just the music that's out there in the ether. Liam Payne, in your opinion, what is the single greatest song ever made? Jesus. It's a tough one. You're telling me. We can go back to horse sandwiches if you want. <laughs> Life was easier when the sandwiches were filled with horse. Um, 2012 days. <laughs> 2012 problems, mate. I mean, those problems were a lot easier. I might have accidentally eaten a horse or I have to stay in my house forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, this has had a lot of weird digressions there. Isn't it? I love it, mate. Is digressions a word? D- no, we make it a word. Ah, Fuck well, it. Elon Musk, Tony Stark, digressions, yeah. depressions. Do we know. do what we want. Who knows? Do what we want. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm just dodging the question at this point, aren't I? Doing the old... Uh... I'll throw some out there, see what you think. Hallelujah. Is that up there? Um, Which version? Jeff Buckley, 100%. Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. Rocket Man, Elton John. Oh, Rocket Man is a great song, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. I feel like there was a lot of... Do you know what song I really, really love? And I think... The era of music, it was like, I mean, I know people have started doing like songs about like Donald Trump and whatever recently and, and sort of stuff, but it just doesn't seem to be like... What do you mean? The same thing. Like someone did a song about Donald Trump recently and... and did they? I don't know. Yeah. Just, I just feel like back in the day when people used to fight for like political reasoning on songs, like the last time that that <clears throat> happened and the music was that came out of it that was amazing was actually the Vietnam War. If you think about the music, I only know this because I've got this playlist on Spotify that's called Vietnam Helicopter Music. <laughs> Have you? What? And the music's just the best stuff. I mean, it's, you know. Is a guy called Alan flying the helicopter? Buffalo Spring- <laughs> that Buffalo Springfield. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody, what's going down? How did you rate song? How do you find a playlist like that? Because I was trying to think of something that I'd watched a film recently and there was a song in there and then I thought I'll just search. Vietnam War era music and like because of everything was so pro like it was though everything in that era was really like protest and like fight the man it was like the first time where the 
government had gone to war somewhere and the people went, nah, we don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. So all the music that came out around that era, they just, it was amazing. There was that, hey, war, what is it good, good for? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Say it again. So if I was saying eras for best music, I would say that was like, there's one song on there called Run Through the Jungle. Better run through the jungle. It's a great song. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good when you sing it, not when I sing it. It's the same people who sang them. Um, uh, what else was on there? Along the Watchtower. Oh, yeah. Great song. yeah. You know, like all of that great music came mm-hmm. from that one terrible, terrible moment in time. Yeah. Um, so you're going for an era rather than the, yeah, a specific I think, I song. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can pick a specific song. What about an artist? Think. Yeah, greatest, greatest living artist. Greatest living artist. Yeah. Well, should we say greatest artist I'd ever? I'd say ever, yeah. yeah. Go ever. Greatest yeah. ever. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be them writing the songs, just music wise mm. and singer I guess yeah. yeah I mean you had obviously Elvis Frank Sinatra you know for me those people were like the spokesperson of a generation like I actually think in a weird way like Drake is almost our Frank Sinatra if that makes sense and right it's a really weird comparison yeah but he was like the spokesperson mm-hmm. whereas I feel like Drake's like our spokesperson you know people say things similar to what Drake says because it sounds cooler the way he said it it's weird I, I kind of get what you're saying me and Fee were talking about this the other day and you know how through time you have these solo artists that are like iconic so you've got like your Bowies and you've got like who Sinatra's and, and stuff like that I guess you've just answered it with Drake but I think maybe Sheeran's up there now would you say for I these think, iconic know, I've got actually a theory about icons I don't think it can happen anymore because when we used to have icons like Bowie, you know, Queen, mm-hmm. um, Freddie Mercury, sorry, um, Michael Jackson, they were in an era where there was only five channels. For some of them, there was three. Right. There was no YouTube. There was no anything else. Mm-hmm. So if I don't want to watch Cardi B, I could turn her off pretty much. But if you're in a household of a nighttime and your mum wanted to watch Elvis and you, you know... And you won't, once you watch him, even though you don't want to watch him, you're like, nah, he's pretty good though, and he moves them, and he's quite nice. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I, I think that it's, it, people struggle to make icons these days because people can split more towards the artists that they like because there's more choice. That's an interesting way to look at you know it. Yeah, I, mean? I don't think it's yeah. possible to make. No, but now saying that, I mean, for someone like I say, I think Drake for me has always been someone that I can, you know, even when I'm feeling a certain type of way, if you know that. Song, any song of Drake's come on, I can st- I can bob my head yeah. for a while. You know? Yeah, Drake, Drake's music isn't my kind of music that I enjoy to, typically. But when it, like you just said, when it comes on, then I'll be. You the find fl- it hard to turn it off. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like that's that's the thing for me. And even though for some reason at a certain point with rap music, I fell out of love with. I really, when I was wearing my gold chains and thought I was like in the game. <laughs> <laughs> with the day ones, day ones, yeah, day ones. With my day ones, mate, um, <laughs> mate, <laughs> matey. Um, yeah, no, when, you know, for me, I loved rap music, and then I think as a point, I kind of just grew away from it because I was realizing that people don't really make like the way Tupac would make rap music anymore. Like I often struggled to think why was Tupac so great as he was, but then the more I listened to him compared to with what some of the stuff that you do here today, mm-hmm. and I just think some of it's so like consumer driven and shite <laughs> it really and a lot of it is some so of it is consumer driven and I just thought every song I hear is like even when Migos came out at the start I really liked Migos because it was a fun thing to be able to go ice ice in the background of the song I go skus you know, I used to like those bits but I'm not yeah. realising I'm listening to a song just to go Scoo, scoo. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I want to hear <laughs> well you mentioned kind of music moving away from Tupac to perhaps songs that aren't that great. Liam, I thought before we finish, I want to play you a few 
samples, if you will, of some tracks that are made by YouTubers. Is this, your, is this your new album that you're coming out with? <laughs> I've got a channel you've thought, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... Uh, I've done a few songs and we won't go there. We oh, will not go there. They they're, they're, they're comedy songs, uh, at least. <laughs> you <laughs> that's don't. What, that's what people say. Um, can I play you a few YouTuber um, songs and see what you think of them? Go right, I'm ready. Now, the first one, I'll give you a little bit of context behind each one, all right? Um, these are all YouTubers and you can be as brutal as you like or you can oh. say they're lovely, whatever you want. Now the first one is actually weirdly called Naughty List, and it came no. out. It came out last year by a YouTuber called Calyx. Dirty so buggers. You, you and it's a you've song. stolen the name, Liam Payne. Get sued. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a lawsuit. <laughs> Let's see what you think of this. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a comedy song. Calyx might kick off. Let's play. It's Wait, wait, hold on. You're on the naughty list and you're not coming off anytime soon. Screw! <laughs> 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 I knew we'd love that bit. What do you think of that? Is that. Oh my god, that's so funny that they've had the exact same idea. But with, no, but this is funny. There's actually some sort of like theorem on that people have the same ideas. Mm hmm. All the time. So you and Calyx, you are, you're like we that. Were like, you know what? Maybe he's like my weird doppelganger person that's like, we think the same brain. Maybe. Is, are you are you backing yourself? Your, your single's a bit better than that. <laughs> Do you have a line that says like <laughs> this? I, I, uh, I, mine cost me a fair bit of money to get going. <laughs> are, you, are you assuming that didn't? Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it. <laughs> to be fair to Callum, that was, that's, that's a bit of a comedy song. But, um, no, it's nice. You're, you're, oh, but I love the, f oh, stop, you're on the naughty list. <laughs> went through with the tent of vocal. <laughs> Next up, we will move on to um, two YouTubers called Mini Minter. He's part of the Sidemen. Have you heard of the Sidemen? Oh. Have you not heard of the Sidemen? Is that KSI's people? Yes, it yes. is. You got it in one. And so it, the Sidemen, like, are they, are they happy about being called the Sidemen? Yeah, that's their name. The Roadmen? Sidemen? No, that's their, their, that's their collective. It's Because originally it was KSI and the Sidemen. They were just the side boys and then they all oh, joined that's up. nice for them, though. They were, you know. Yeah, they were they were just all pals and now they're, they're together. But this is this is by one of the guys. This is called Mini Minter. Now, as much as we like to take the piss and we are having a little bit of laugh at these YouTuber tracks. I've done YouTuber tracks before. They're, they're mainly shy, aren't they? Like, I'm not talking about KSI. He's got proper music out now that's in the charts. I'm talking about when... We put Didn't, stuff um, on. Did, did Logan Paul? One of the yeah. oh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul's got one called but Fresh he Out of London. Up with a song in the movie The Gentleman. One of them did. Really, it's I quite in believe the it. Yeah. Gentleman. Yeah. They're, they're, and I listened, and it wasn't bad. I thought, you know what? That's actually good. Really. It's all right. Yeah, they do. They do surprise you. These Pauls. Logan's actually a lovely lad. Not too sure about Jake. Now, Mini Minter and Randolph. This one is called Helium. And they actually, you think it's been done in post, so the picture of their voice they has been, the whole thing they actually did it on oh, but you have these, Do you have these ideas in the studio? I'm going to explain to you something after this one. I'll okay, let me know what you think. Her body's like a city and I'm touring it I'll be there in a minute, yeah, I'm throwing it There's no way that I'm ignoring it what do you think it's to that? It's fun to do the ad-libs though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Good? I think it's good, but they were missing one key fun thing, which is to go in and do the ad-libs afterwards. Oh, uh, maybe you can add that. I'll be, I will. I'm going to do a round <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> next thing and remix it. A little bit of homework. What are you going to say then about these well, ideas? It's, it's, that... In the studio, these are the most random ideas can happen. I mean, we had one night where I literally 
I mean, I was I was high as anything, mm-hmm. and I was in the room, and I'd I'd gone to the bathroom to have a wee, and I was having a wee, and we had this thing playing in the background, and I was just listening, and I suddenly just went better than words, but more than a feeling, and then I was like, hmm, more than a feeling, that's a song title, isn't it? I'm pretty sure better than words is, and then I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm onto something. I've just like, you know, when you feel the atom splitting. So I, I run in the room and I'm like, guys, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. It needs to be better than words, more than a feeling. And it needs to be everything about song titles. And then we write this whole song, right? And the game was that we couldn't write anything down. So we right. had to remember the song. And if we couldn't remember the song in the next hour, it was crap. So ah. then we're going, better than words, more than feeling, being with you, dancing on the ceiling. Every time we touch, I'm all shook up. You make me wanna, how deep is your love? God only knows. Baby. So everything was a song title and it made the most amazing thing. But then we realized that Better Than Words wasn't a song title. So we made the song called Better Than Words. Oh, just so you could use that lyric in the other one. It. And then the, the, <laughs> the whole premise of the chorus is basically like, um, like I don't know how to sum it up because there's been like generations of people trying to say how amazing love is, but I just can't get enough of you was like the thing. And mm. it's like using all of those amazing song titles, even from Elvis, Smokey Robinson. And someone took a picture of like the records on top of each other and it was the lyrics of the song running down. I just thought that's the coolest thing oh, I've ever wow. been involved in. But there was a moment at like 4am and we're in Scotland or somewhere and I'm on the tour bus and I can remember Julian who was one of the songwriters. He's like a tall, lanky like Jesus. <laughs> if you can imagine, a really lanky Jesus. Mm. And he was like bent over in the bus like this with his head like contorted and he's like, I can't remember how does it go? And he turned to me and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Got a clue at this point. All right, mate. I'll tell you tomorrow. Um, and I'm I'm sat there, and we're trying to remember the song, and we hadn't written anything down. So we're like, we had a real nervous moment, which is obviously the stupid part of the idea, but we managed to get it back on track. Oh, but mate. these ideas do happen. I think that turned out okay. What the helium one? Yeah, yeah. I quite I, like that. I, I really do like that. I do like that. Now you mentioned you had a five minute rap career at oh, some point. Um, have you? I, I can't imagine you would have, but. Um, Stephen Tries, does that ring any bells to you, a guy called Stephen Tries? Probably doesn't. Comedian, YouTube. What has he tried to do? Lots of things. And he's tried to rap, and he's done a parody of Stormzy Shut Up. And I just want us to play a little bit to you now. This is ridiculous, but YouTube will go crazy for you reacting to Stephen Tries. Right. And he's a, okay. a great comedian, so feel free to slag it off if, if you see fit. Yo, couple man, call me a backup dancer and stage of the Brits, I'm a backup dancer. If that makes me a backup dancer, on the dance floor, big romancer, check your bum. Prostate cancer. Do it a crossword, I've got the answer. Three across, a phrase that means be quiet. Shut up. My army comes everywhere I go. I can't run my enemy's show. I've got a bad knee, don't you know? Every Sunday. Physio. Walk in the club, drinks on me. Maybe I'll have two or three. Tell the like. I'm 20, he won't serve me. So Ant and Seb. Ant and Seb. <laughs> Do you like that? You were, you were cracking up for her, that. Do you like That it? was really good. I mean, it made me think of the, the, the guy in the background going, Physio. Um, Do you remember Ant and Seb from X Factor? No. The one who sings Mysterious Girl. Oh, yes. Oh, woman that I love. Yeah, right. yeah. Big that, up. Yeah, my sister loves that. She sends me that video quite often, actually. It's oh, one of my... I just don't know how... I mean, Cheryl was actually there when that happened. Oh, man. We've had a, a chat about it a few times. I just don't know how... I don't know how you go through that. <laughs> It's class. I want to finish on one more, one more, because uh, one of my best pals is called Alfie Indra. He helps me uh, with a few of my comedy songs. Now, this one is about Jake Paul and Logan Paul's dad, because he was in a bit of a scandal um, where he kissed a few girls 
and I travelled. He liked it, and he, he, did, he did indeed. And I travelled to America um, to meet him uh, to try and get a little snog off him. Uh, the, the video is one of my, one of my best ever. Um, and you he did, yeah. He wanted to. It, we, I, I, I printed out all these flyers trying to find Greg Paul, this guy, and we went to a boxing event in which Jake was fighting at, and. I, conf- I Eddie Herm was in on it as well, like helping me try and find him. And then I, yeah, I see him and I asked him for a kiss and he threatened to knock me out. So <laughs> yeah, in front of all the YouTubers in the UK. And uh, my friend Alfie wrote a song about Greg. And it's amazing. And I, when, he, when, he, when I told him that you were coming on the show, I thought it'd be a shame not to let you hear his dulcet tones and you oh, can please, give, give your opinion. It. That's great. This is Greg Paul by Alfie Indra. And they can say that I've gone crazy. And they can say I'm being dumb But I need to ask you, baby Greg, we slid me the tongue I tried to pull Greg, pull You like it? It's <laughs> like some weird twisted like Beatles song. Greg Paul, don't make it sad. <laughs> you know? There we go. What do you reckon, Liam? I loved I loved everything about the song except for the string. <laughs> they came in really like Blackpool organ player <laughs> in the middle of the thing. Well, are strings not cool? No, they were not, but those weren't. <laughs> strings and there were strings. Alfie, you did say you had you had a like, you had a good I like voice. your voice. There you go. There you go, no, Liam. Thanks. Whatever preset that string was, just never use it ever again. <laughs> now, Liam, you're you're doing some brilliant work with UNICEF. Yes. Want to talk a bit about that? Tell us a bit about the partnership that you've got coming up. Yes, for World Children's Day, um, I got to speak to this wonderful, wonderful young girl um, called Arij, mm-hmm. thirteen years old, uh, and she has been campaigning over in Yemen, and basically. Uh, she started off in her, her life in Dubai mm-hmm. and then moved back to Yemen and realised how hard life was for young girls over there. And it was just great to speak to her. And, you know, I mean, I don't know a hell of a lot about Yemen. I didn't know a hell of a lot about her when I was meeting her. And it was basically the idea for UNICEF on World Children's Day is to give my platform away to someone like her for her to use it properly. Let's right. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because we, you know, I, I find for me, I have all, all of this this, let's say, power in a certain circumstance to be yep. able to change views on things. And for most stuff, I'm not terribly educated on. You know, I can't tell you about American politics. I don't really know what what's going on. I don't know enough. I don't, and also, I don't feel like I have the right to say because I don't really, I don't live there. It's not, you know, I pay tax there. Does that give me the right? I don't really know, but mm-hmm. it's just not something I'd comment on because it's not my country. Yeah. Um, and even over here with the politics sometimes, I don't know a lot about what's going on. So I don't want to massively sway and weigh into an argument that I don't feel like I have I have a say in and I should educate myself more but you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's great that somebody like her gets to have the platform who really feels something about the country that they live in and has something they want to say and she had the most eloquent way and beautiful way of putting things and then the very last thing she said will probably stick with me for quite some time actually and it was just like you know what do you want to say I said to her what do you want to say to people who are, who are struggling you know and she said I actually don't want to say anything to the people who are struggling what I would want to say is to the people who uh, are all right in life who have a nice life who think they have a bad one basically is what she was saying yeah. and she she wanted to say you know you're very lucky to have the school and whatever you ask just don't take it for granted and I thought for myself in certain situations some days where I'm like oh, for fuck's sake, I yeah. can't be, you know I have the most amazing life ever and I'm very 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 thankful I actually recently started jogging a bit more in London and going out to where the water is 
and just kind of looking at something about water that kind of connects you with the stuff a bit. I don't know if you ever find that if you're looking out on water, you mm. feel a bit more. That depends on the water. So it's a shitty emotional at the end of this. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, just for me, it's just like just taking a moment every day to not take things for granted so much and actually be happy about stuff before the day starts to get on your nerves because yeah. it will. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, just that for me. But it was, like I say, it's amazing for her to get an opportunity to speak on the platform. So, I believe it's on the 20th of November. So uh, so in a few days then? From yeah, when, in a couple yeah. of days, yeah. yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, that she's going to be on there talking a little bit about Yemen and about her struggle. So Amazing. I think that's, that's such a, a, a privilege because obviously big, big, massive celebrities like as yourself, they, they have this influence and this power and a, lo- a lot of them kindly connect to charities and, and whatnot. Why, why do you choose UNICEF to, to work so closely with? I just think the work they do with children is amazing. You know, um, it's... It's one thing to be in this position. I also work closely with another one called Trussell that I've been working with at the moment. Um, and it was based off a of lockdown and, and you know, like the food buy-in scenario. <laughs> I mean, we laugh about mm-hmm. it now because yeah. it was so crazy how everyone was like filling their trolleys. Just stockpiling, like, yeah, I yeah. Must, I've never ate, eaten pasta before, but I've got more pasta in my <laughs> cupboard than ever before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like it, crazy. And then I noticed we couldn't get in the queue on like a cardo and it was all very like, ooh, I can't get in the queue. <laughs> you know, and then in my yeah. head I was thinking, hang on, but what about all the people who were like genuinely starving? Mm-hmm these days like what are they going to do and then it was like we need to do something so I got you know I kind of banded together my manager and we worked with Trussell very closely and, and managed to donate a lot of meals and different things to them but it's just out of those those things for me I think having a child and when I watch things now do you guys have children by the way no I don't no, Not yet. no. Uh, when you do and you watch something that has a child in the first thing you think about is what if that was bare for me and mm-hmm. I'm like I just don't know what I'd do. I'd find it so much harder now, nowadays, proper emotional soul to mm-hmm. sit and watch anything involving children and not be like, just take all of it, I you bet. know, yeah. um, which is, is, is one for me. So yeah, yeah, I just felt like I had to get involved. Mate, lovely stuff. Absolute pleasure meeting you as well. Thank you Thank for coming you on. Much. And I mean, your time is precious and you've given us two hours. Uh, so we thank you a lot for that, Stevie. Thank you a lot of sweat as well, actually. You have, mate, but it's glorious, gorgeous Liam Payne we'll sweat. Sell it online with that. With Beldafine's bath water. <laughs> there we go. No, I just, yeah, I, I want to say, mate, absolutely. You're a ledge. You're a ledge. Because oh, I, I would have been one of these cretins that probably sit in my bedroom and slag off One Direction and go, <laughs> oh, look at them up there, blah, blah, blah. But when you when you, when you you meet people, you, you never know how it's going to be and you've been nothing but lovely. So thank you very much, Stevie. Cheers for joining me. That's all right. This has been Jack Mates Happy Hour with Liam Payne. Liam, we always finish on the last question. <laughs> Obviously. <Yeah. laughs> we do tend to finish on the last the, question. The, sorry, the same last question. <laughs> Liam Payne, what is the meaning of life? Oh my goodness. I think life's just something you're given and you just get on with it, whatever it throws at you. You just kind of go, all right. <laughs> if, you go, if, you go to the sam- if you go to the shop and the sandwich is full of horse, you just eat it. You, you crack say- on. <laughs> there we go. That's what we got today. Liam Payne, Naughty List, out now. Check it out. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Jack Mates Happy Hour. This was a Stakhanov production.